0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Nintendo Fuse podcast. This is episode 207 entitled uh, Super Mario 3D All-Stars and more. I forgot the title, Uh, but that's okay. Because as Barry's already said, I've had issues tonight. So uh, if you're missing out in the uh, the, the live chat, uh, I did have issues. I had some tech issues, but I have other issues as well. Um, can't even remember the, the title of our uh, of our podcast, but uh, but that's okay. That that's that's why we're joined by other people because I can't do this alone.
1: I need Barry. Hey Barry, how's it going? Hey Steve, always a pleasure to. Uh... You know, back you up when you're just having those off days, or you know, maybe saying words multiple times. You know, hey, well, I actually was eventually like. We're we're all getting old, right?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, my microphone (laughs) is also getting old. Uh, Hey, Greg, how's it going?
2: Thanks for joining us as well. Thanks for you know being there to to, bail me out. (laughs) No problem. Always glad to be here to help out. And just as uh, we all get older, so does Nintendo Fuse. So
0: (laughs) yes, true. Speaking of nintendo fuse getting older we've got the original creator of the nintendo fuse podcast back with us again Hassan, thanks for joining us man
3: yeah absolutely i thought you were like speaking of getting old yeah, <laughs> yes.
0: um, no thank uh, speaking yeah, of yeah. the podcast getting old <laughs>
3: <laughs> no I've, I've been through uh you know 11 years of various uh tech issues and, and other issues so uh I know
0: how it goes. <laughs> For sure. Uh, so, yeah, we are celebrating 11 years of the Nintendo Fuse podcast today, right? It's the exact day of the 11th yeah. anniversary.
3: Today is the day.
0: Wow. So, um, if you guys have uh, missed out on our 10th year uh, anniversary episode last, uh, last year, or uh, maybe you missed out on the, the episode 200. Uh, we've got a lot of stories of, you know, the podcast of yesteryear and, you know, how we all started and our favorite memories and everything like that. So uh, there's a there's a ton that we have to talk about tonight. So we're not going to necessarily, you know, overwhelm you with uh, revisiting those stories again. But we'd love for you guys to go back and check out our 10th anniversary episode. Check out uh, episode 200 as well. Um, there a lot of stories, lots of. Really cool uh, appearances from some uh, co-hosts that we've had over the years. That were it was on that 10th anniversary episode uh, last year or two, and uh, yeah, it, I mean, again, Husson, it's it's all to you to, for starting this and everything. Um, but it's been really cool to have so many different people kind of step in for periods of time over over those years, and uh, you know, and some of them have started to come back around again. Uh, like uh, actually, I think um, us reaching out to Nick um about uh about being on the podcast last year um he's actually you know popped back in our discord and we're chatting with him on twitter again and everything so it's kind of cool to to see some of those old faces and voices come back around and again so um yeah so happy 11 years nintendo fuse podcast it's pretty cool do you guys uh, have anything to say about that
3: uh not anything specifically i think as you said we've kind of like talked about it a lot as we've hit all these different milestones uh the one thing i will say is i kind of shared with everyone today is uh for whatever reason the first uh 74 75 episodes of the podcast you can't go back and listen to anymore it's just not available online so i was digging through some old hard drives today and i found the files to all of the the first uh 75 episodes so i think uh steve said we'll figure out a way to try and get that out there but uh if you've been wanting to go back and see our original interview with Tommy Talarico in episode four or five I think um it, there's a bunch of good stuff in uh in, in those early episodes that would be fun to go back and listen to
0: absolutely yeah yeah I was so excited when when Hudson said that he found them all I'm like ah oh, this is so great because I think I think we lost them in the transfer from uh actually I think it was actually on talk shoe um they had some sort of crash or whatever and and a lot of podcasts lost some of their early episodes and so those want, weren't brought over to anchor when we made that switch and and so uh, it'd be cool to go back to uh to hopefully we can get those up somewhere somehow yeah. hope it'd be cool to, to get them on our stream you know of the actual feed but somewhere we'll, we'll yeah. put them somewhere
3: the funny thing too is i was looking at the episode files that i had and I think like you can listen with episode 75 onwards. And I think I only had files up through like episode 76. Wow. So literally like right at that cutoff point. And it's all from downloading through iTunes. It's not the files that I saved that I had to upload. It's just like, you know, from being subscribed on iTunes and the files downloading onto uh, locally onto a folder. Um, I just happened to have the first, you know, 76 episodes or something just sitting nice.
0: there. Nice. That's so <laughs> awesome. So awesome, uh, Greg Barry, you have anything to to say about our eleventh anniversary? Let's go for the next (laughs) eleven. The next eleven.
1: Wow. (laughs) I mean, it's crazy to think, you know, so many, so many companies even, you know, don't survive eleven years. You know, TV shows don't survive eleven years. Uh, so it's great. It's great just to uh to hit yet another milestone. And you know, like Greg said, yours to you know, another 11 plus more.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, thank all you guys. Thanks for the years of support and listening. And now, you know, for the last uh, 107 episodes watching, um, it's been really cool to just have that support. Um, I know some of you guys have been there from the very beginning, which is just crazy that you still listen to us 11 years later. Um, uh, In fact, if if you've been listening, like, let us know in the comments. If you're, if you're watching on YouTube, let us know in the chat or the comments later. Let us know when you started listening or watching Nintendo Fuse podcast. That'd be great. Or at least like shoot us a message on Discord or social media or something like that. Let us know when you started. It'd be really cool to, to find out, um, when, when that all started for you guys. Um, Chase just said Greg needs to hold a wine, hold up a wine glass when he says that. Nice. <laughs> um, I, I will hold up a glass. Oh. What is that? Is that, is that a Nintendo fuse mug? Oh, I think it is. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, and also sporting the Shame new me. hoodie that's available. And, uh, it's not as cool, but some people think these are cool. Uh, look at this. We also have diecast stickers that you cannot see because my light is way too bright, but it does say Nintendo fuse on this. Um, but a uh, whole bunch of stuff. We've added to our t-shirt lineup, uh, so if you want to buy a lot of merch uh, with Nintendo Fuse stuff on it, uh, head over to NintendoFuse.com, and you just hit that link that says uh, merch or buy t t-shirt or whatever, and uh, we're going to add some some stuff too. Uh, you said you got a water bottle, uh, Barry? No, I, I mean, I have a water bottle. Oh, you bottle. just have a water bottle, okay. <laughs> I was like, I didn't think I made a water bottle, but okay, cool. Um,
1: <laughs> you know i'm not gonna lie steve when you were holding up that sticker it, it really did look like a pregnancy test just <laughs> really <laughs> that's so weird that's just a it's a flat sticker but okay well, well no when, really when, you, when you mm. you know put it up up front without oh, the there we go. oh there
2: yeah, we can see it there you go there you
0: go i just had to get it closer so so yeah it's kind of cool Um, but yeah, all that stuff on a water bottle, Steve. I could put it on a a water bottle, the
2: water bottle, this is a Nintendo fuse water bottle. (laughs) I, there it is. There it is.
0: Yeah. I thought about, uh, just getting a plain mug and sticking it on there too, but it, I don't think it would work as well and probably wouldn't go through the dishwasher as well either. Uh, but, uh, yeah, if you guys want to, uh, buy some merch, celebrate 11 years with us and buy some merch, uh, that'd be really awesome. And, uh, yeah, that'd be, that'd be cool. Um, again, if you have not joined us in our discord or social media if you haven't subscribed to us if you haven't shared it with other people please do that that'd be great um looks like Jakester saying uh in the chat that he started watching nintendo fuse around mario kart 8 release on the wii u oh i remember that episode i'm sorry i'm so sorry Jakester. that's when i was trying to show off mario kart 8 uh, and it just was awful because I didn't have a streaming setup or something like that at the time. I remember that episode. Oh, I'm glad you're still here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, six years, man. Thanks thanks so much, Jakester, uh, to be in here for those six years. Those six years have flown by. I, I didn't realize we've yeah. actually been chatting with you live for, for six years. That's so cool. Um, and uh, yeah. It's so cool to always interact with you guys uh, in the chat room, uh, back when we did live calls and all that stuff. And speaking of which, you can still send in a message. Um, you can do that. Just send us a voice uh, message, send us a link to a video, anything like that, uh, to podcasts and nintendofuse.com. And uh, we'd love to feature you in a future episode. Uh, but all that out of the way, let's move on to the content of this podcast because we have a ton of stuff to talk about tonight. A hey, ton of stuff and uh our 11th year anniversary is just the tip of the iceberg tonight but before we dive into any of the news any of that stuff let's talk about what we have been playing and actually we're going to go to Husin first i'm going to throw it throw you f- uh, for a loop here Huston, because i don't want I you ready first but uh yeah what have you been playing and uh, i hear you have an update on uh on your lego uh mario stuff
3: that's right. So uh, as far as what I've been playing, uh, I know we're going to talk about, you know, Mario uh, 3D All-Stars, uh, Super Mario 3D All-Stars. So uh, I played that for a bit. Uh, I did play a little bit more of Power Rangers Battle for the Grid. They released uh, the next DLC character, uh, the Samurai Red Ranger, Lauren, uh, who's pretty interesting. Um, and then honestly, again, mostly just Fortnite, um, and as well as some Rocket League this past weekend, because they had a special crossover event between the two uh so that was kind of cool to get fortnite themed items in rocket league and then you would complete those challenges to unlock rocket league themed items in fortnite um and uh i hadn't played rocket league in a long time and gosh i had so much fun it made me want to like really get back into it again but i'm like great i have fortnite i have like there's just too many games that like just keep getting me sucked in like that but uh yeah really really cool crossover collaboration and uh it was, it was a lot of fun, for sure. Nice,
0: nice. And uh, yeah, do you get an update on, on your LEGO uh, adventures, uh,
3: building adventures? I do, <laughs> I do indeed. So as I said uh, two episodes ago, uh, I think we were, I was challenged in trying to build all of the LEGO Mario sets for the anniversary episode, and I succeeded. So let me show you the finished product on my shelf here. Um, so for those watching the video, you'll get to actually see it, uh, but otherwise I will describe it. So there's multiple sets and I've kind of combined them a little bit to create my own full thing, but I have like the set that came with Yoshi, with Mario's house. I have like the, uh, the boomer bill set, as they call it in the back, there's like Toad's houses, uh, some other themed ones, um, the piranha plant slide set right here. You got the full set with the, um, with a Koopa, Bowser, and Piranha Plant right there. I added Bowser Jr. as kind of like a mini boss in the middle. Uh, and then going over to the next shelf where you get like uh, Boo and the sort of haunted set right here as well. Um, uh, this dude, which I always get it mixed up, is it a Thwomp or a it's Womp?
1: A, a Womp. Womp. Yeah.
3: That's right. Thwomp is the yeah the, the other one, the big brick thing. Um, uh and so and then of course leading all up to the big bowser's castle which just looks epic really really cool and then leading into the uh the flagpole at the end i have not built the uh, or opened up the power-up packs or the uh, blind bags i have like 20 of the the blind bags so we'll see if i get all of them or not but as far as like all the actual sets uh, i have uh completed building all of those nice Nice.
0: that's awesome it is (laughs) It's uh it's good point. you had, you have enough space there for it, but that's it's, it's yeah. surprising how how much it it does sprawl out like when you when you spread it out a little bit there. And, and I'm sure you it seems like you've got some like stacked where if you were actually playing with it, you'd probably spread them out even more and that would take up a lot of space.
3: Yeah, I've I've tried to for the most part every set is connected in some way, except for obviously where I split shelves and then the uh I put the little flagpole at the end so that You'll go in a cloud to fly over here to the end, you know, to kind of do that, which actually was one of the more difficult things to do. There's not a lot of connector pieces in these sets. Mm. So I kind of had to like readjust some things. Now, obviously, it's standard Legos. So if you have other Legos, you can do that easy. I just don't have many other ones to, to add to this. So if you really want to like connect them all physically, it's actually quite difficult. Um, so I don't think you necessarily have to do that as long as they're kind of next to each other. But what I will say is I tried to build like one mega course and tried to use my Mario to run through it. Mm -hmm. And I only got like up to here and I was already out of time before I could even finish even (laughs) halfway. Because every little set, there's so many different things to interact with and stuff. Mm -hmm. And like, you only have 60 seconds to complete a level, I guess, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Um, There's two sets. Like this one comes with a uh, uh, extra time. Uh, I think like 15 seconds extra you get if you land on that block. And then Bowser's Castle has another one of those too, but that's at the very end. end. So like you really, it's really, if you want to like truly play through a level, uh, you don't necessarily need to buy every set to do that because that actually makes it more difficult. I, I think I definitely recommend, you know, picking and choosing just a couple sets that you really enjoy. And then just kind of building a a course from that
1: no obviously what you need to do now hassan is you need to buy multiple of those two sets (laughs) just for those extra time pieces Uh, and put them around
3: they need to do blind bags of instead of like the actual villain just have those like blocks in there just random blocks or something
0: you know i I was just gonna say you need a p-wing yeah I guess well, that defeats the,
3: the whole purpose do, I, guess, <laughs> I guess I can just do, like, once I open up the propeller set, just, like, fly over half the course and just kind of, you know? Because right. there's the propeller, the builder, fire Mario, and cat Mario. So I guess there's, you know, some things I can mess around with with that. Yeah. You just need to move the
2: cloud to the beginning, and it'll be over real quick. <laughs> yeah, I guess it kind of defeats the purpose of if you just jump yeah. over everything.
3: I, I do like, so when you do it it's the, the app, You can actually see in the app, like what villains you you jumped on or what parts of the course you did and how many coins you got for each. So you can kind of, and then you can take a picture and share that via the app as well. So if you want to kind of build your own course and show, you know, your level, you can, you can do that, which is kind of neat. Cool.
0: That's awesome. Well, thanks, Hasan, for, uh, for getting all that and putting together and and letting us live vicariously through you, um, (laughs) because none of us ended up getting it, so... (laughs) (laughs) no problem uh go in the chat real quick uh dave's in there dave's been uh still just doing an awesome job of writing uh regular articles on NintendoFuse.com. so if you haven't checked out our website lately make sure you check that out uh the majority of the articles are by dave thanks so much dave and thanks for joining us in the in the chat tonight also uh julio is uh is back tonight it's been a while since he's been able to join us live so thanks for So much for being with us tonight as we celebrate 11 years
1: of the podcast uh barry let's go to you next what have you been up to uh yeah so no no lego sets here so i can't talk about that uh on the switch honestly not as much uh i I did some animal crossing and i'm prepared for october getting my two sea creatures and and the the update that we'll talk about in a little bit uh and of the other thing was uh, *Married three all-stars which again we we're going to talk about in a little bit um, but i did finish last podcast i just finished my uncharted marathon and i was like all right next marathon time like just i'm trying to trying to go marathon to marathon through this year so i i did earlier in this year i did detroit become human and uh, i really like you know visual novel style games and and interactive movie style games i did life is strange earlier as well so i was like all right let me let's finish that marathon and even though detroit is a standalone game the studio quantic dream did put out two other games are all the same style so i decided i was going to go do that so i did heavy rain <clears throat> and then i did beyond two souls uh not terribly long games I, I did them in like three days or so they they're maybe eight hours or so not, nothing huge but very well done like i was i was impressed uh i had a lot of fun doing it of course like heavy rain going back now it's is a little more janky because it was their the first real experiment with this. So a lot of the voices, are, or not the voices, but like the mouths are like kind of like over-exaggerated and you can see it kind of get better over time. But I do recommend if you like story-based games and interactive movies and uh, Beyond does the same thing Detroit does where it actually gives you at the end of a chapter what like the percentage of people that chose the same choice you did As you go through, which I think is really nice to see, like, if you were in the majority or the minority on on the decisions you make. Um, It's a lot of it's superfluous, um, but there are things that do carry over. uh, And I thought that was nice. Uh, And then I finished that and I was going to jump into Star Ocean 5 because I never got a chance to do it. But another game came out that I've been hearing really good things about by VanillaWare, And I do really enjoy VanillaWare's games called 13 Sentinels Ages Rim. So I started that, and for those that don't know, it's two games in one. It's really weird. It's like a story-based adventure uh, with the typical Vanillaware beautiful art with, with flowcharts where like, you have to get keywords and going one path, and then you go back. Like, like oh, you have to meet, you know, you're looking for a student because you're set in a high school, and you go, let's go to the cafeteria. Oh, they're not there. But then in another path, you might overhear a conversation where like girls are like, oh, yeah, we saw him over by the vending machines. So you can go back in time then and replay it. And this time you go, oh, no, no, we're, we don't have to go to the cafeteria. We go to the vending machine and it opens up a whole new path. Um, I like those kind of games because it lets you replay and learn about things. But then the other half is a, is a turn-based strategy or not even really a turn-based strategy. It's a strategy game, but it's not really turn-based because the enemies are moving while you're moving. And you're in mechs. It's mechs versus kaiju. It's, it's Pacific Rim, the game, except the graphics for that part are terrible. I don't know why. <laughs> the, the mechs are just little blue dots with, like, your character images over it. And the kaiju are, like, cubes that take kind of the shape of, of whatever monster it's supposed to be. It's clear that they, they did this almost like a, a half-ass. It's fun but it like graphically it's very weak um especially compared to the beautiful like if you look at the adventure uh artwork it's gorgeous vanillaware is known for doing fantastic artwork they did demon's crown they did more which was on the wii odin sphere um so i'm having fun with it it's confusing the story is confusing um i've heard it's one of those that unravels and as it unravels it gets better so i didn't spoil anything and, and it took me a little bit to get through the tutorial, but once I did, forget about it. I, I'm really enjoying it now, especially because the tutorial, it's like adventure, battle, adventure, battle. I'm like, I don't want to do the battle. I want to do the adventures. But now when you finish the tutorial, you actually just focus on the adventures until you have to do battles to advance the story. So it doesn't actually let you like, get too far into it. You have to kind of keep things balanced, but it's a lot of fun. Uh, on PC, I'm still playing 14. Uh, I'll always be playing Final Fantasy 14. Uh, And on mobile, I'm still doing Mario Kart Tour. I know a lot of people are like, "Ah, I dropped off, whatever, but I still play it. Uh, And the big one is Dragalia Lost, because they just celebrated their two-year anniversary. They had a big direct, uh, 30-minute direct. They revamped the entire game. They literally rebooted the game. They rebooted the art style. It's all Wind Waker, cel-shaded now. It looks gorgeous. They changed the whole system... Uh, fundamentally from the ground up to make it easier more accessible for newer players they compensated every player for whatever they took away um, on every single item that they that they removed or or cut down Every player got compensated uh, which was insanely nice they didn't have to do that and uh, then they started doing a bunch of giveaways including for the next now for the next 30 days but um, they, they started it two days ago 33 days straight of full tenfold summons for free. 330 summons just like that. Mario Kart Tour, on the other hand, is like, oh, we know people are going to play this for the pin set. Let's give nothing for free. Nothing at all. No incentive for people to keep playing. I don't know who runs that, but that's stupid. (laughs) Um, There's a huge incentive right now to jump into Dragalia. And uh, the game is better now than it was even before. Um, And two years, and it's Nintendo's only brand new IP on the mobile platform and I really hope they continue doing stuff with it and bring it into another media because it's a great IP and, and just booting up the game and looking at the graphics now, it's so beautiful hmm. and uh, I'm really happy with it. Wow. Wow. That's kind of crazy. And, and good to hear that,
0: you know, with the, with the update that you actually enjoy it, because <laughs> so many times games like that get rebooted and people are just up in arms about it and just hating it. Um, I think of even like Clash Royale. I still play a little bit here and there, and uh, and they redid the uh, like the war system thing, and it's like nobody likes it. Um, but it's interesting to hear Dragalia is is better now.
1: Well, what they did is they kind of messed it up in a sense that uh, like all my teams because you have teams set up are now kind of broken. Because they took away all the equipment. <laughs> but the way it was before is you have the equipment where it's called Worm Prints, and you had up to two equipable. Each Worm Print had two stats. Now, each Worm Print only has one stat, but you can equip up to five of them, and they equip to your weapon. So they unequipped everything, but they changed all the, the Worm Prints, and now they all do different things. So now it's like, oh, I got to relearn. And you don't need um, like a bunch of them, because one copy can be multiplied up to four if you unlock it. And one of the interesting things is they had a system where you had storage. So in order to have more equipment, you needed to purchase more storage, meaning you use the in-game currency or the purchasable currency. Well, because of this new system, they got rid of the storage. <laughs> There's no need for it. You could have one of every worm print, and it takes up no inventory. You could have four of every one. It doesn't take up any inventory. So not only did they do that, they got rid of the ability to purchase more storage, but they also compensated you for any storage you purchased. So if you paid money, real money to update your storage, they compensated you all of that back, every dime you put into it, which is awesome. Like they could have easily said, thanks for your money, bye. Like it's still gift cards in a sense, but still they, they didn't have to do it. Huh. Um, they did the same thing with weapons. Weapons were like too crazy, and people were like, I don't know what to do. So they cut down all the weapons, they made it all you know, very streamlined. And they, they got rid of weapon storage as well and said, no, here you go. You can have one of every weapon now or four of every weapon and no, no big deal and we're going to compensate you. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that they're doing that and they're listening to, to people and they're listening to their their gamers. They even added like stuff to the summoning where it's like if you summon enough, you can get a free adventure of whatever you want. Um, again, these are the things I like to see in any developer listening to their player base. You know, I know Rocket League and Fortnite are constantly doing it, and that's why they're successful. Minecraft, the same. But so many mobile games are just like, whatever, you know, we're just going to nickel and dime you, and we don't care. Um, I'm, and I'm sure if Psy Games was doing this solo, they might be doing that. But with Nintendo's influence, I'm sure, they're like, no, don't do that. Our name's attached. <laughs> you better be good.
2: <laughs> nice. Greg, what have you met up to over the last couple weeks? Well I've had been quite high on the retro kick so um, first on Switch is just a nice laundry list of games still playing Animal Crossing did like the bug off and that was fun there and another fishing tournament coming up the Workside before along with the, the Halloween event that I'm sure we'll be talking about uh, 3D All-Stars so we'll be talking about that soon too as well um, I did jump back more into Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. My daughter is completely fascinated in the Mario Kart world now, so we've been playing a lot of Mario Kart 8 Deluxe there. Did do like another world or so on Adventures of Pip. That's still a great game and hoping to actually finish it this time on Switch. Um, a big surprise return title here is the Untitled Goose Game. Um, I had no idea that the update actually came out, but we were presently surprised when we went to try to load it up. I was like, oh, the update. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. They (laughs) added the co-ops. Then we had a lot of fun having two um, geese on the screen at the same time. Um, That's actually really cool. The way they did that is like you can do the missions and you have like one distracting the character and the other one could be doing the objective. And (laughs) it's pretty cool how that all works together. And like instead of like it, Having like a normal orange color, they made it like a red color, so it's looks kind of off in a way, but it's still easily distinguished uh, between the two geese characters. So that's really fun there. Moving on to the next console, um, still playing Binding Blade on Game Boy Advance. I did order a new battery because like the one that I'd gotten was was completely going <laughs> kaput, caused me to have to restart a mission on a Binding Blade, so I had to, It's like, okay, no more of this uh, restarting just because the battery is just going to be bad. So that was uh, replaced. Still doing, going over to the third one, Fire Emblem Heroes on mobile still. I wish they would listen more to their player base more because <laughs> there's certainly a lot they could learn there, especially on the summoning side. And then finally, um, since my camera zoomed in, you can't really see it, I hooked up the Wii because my daughter's been completely fascinated still with Mario Kart, so we decided to fire up this guy. This is Double Dash. Nice. And then she was watching videos of tennis, so we were also playing Mario Kart Power Tennis. (laughs) Or not Mario Kart, Mario Power Tennis. Nice. And
1: now I want to see Mario Kart Power Tennis, where you're actually in (laughs) the kart driving back and forth trying
0: to hit the ball. Yes. Oh, that'd be fun.
2: They can bring that into uh,
0: Mario Kart Live.
2: (laughs) The <laughs> game I'm hoping to finally play for the first time is this one that I've had forever. So, Aw, oh,
1: great game.
2: Never played it. It's just been in my collection forever, and since it brought up all the GameCube stuff, it's sitting out over here re- ready to be played. Nice. So, That's awesome. It's had quite a retro feel with a lot of GameCube, still Game Boy Advance, <laughs> Mario 3D All-Stars. It's like all retro.
0: <laughs> cool. Cool. Uh, let's go to the chat real quick before I share what I've been playing. Uh, looks like, uh, true Mobius has joined us. Uh, that was cool. He just kind of stopped by to say hi, apparently. Um, and then Jakester has been playing Heavy Rain, I think, or, or he was just commenting that Heavy Rain was, was great. Uh, Dave said he's been playing 3D All-Stars and a little bit of Rocket League since it went free, uh, which is awesome. Uh, let's see... Dave also said that 13 he heard 13 sentinels was in development for a while
1: um and but hit forgot about it I guess didn't hear about it until it released a lot of people forgot about it and it just yeah. kind of came out of nowhere and it's getting like <laughs> nines across the board uh let's see
0: um leo said yep
1: yeah, yep yeah, yep yeah. uh J- said what he was playing above Dave. did he? Yeah. He said he was playing FGO, Breath of the Wild, and started Genshin Impact today.
0: Ah. for some reason that's not popping up. That's weird. Um, But that's okay. Um, But anyway, cool. Uh, So yeah, be sure to let us know again in the chat uh, or the the comments down below after the fact what you've been playing. I have been playing uh, Animal Crossing, of course. Um, Just kind of doing the daily check-ins and getting... Some things done, uh, you know, not really going after a whole lot. I'm just kind of banking all of my bells and, you know, just kind of doing a little bit here and there. Uh, basically, you know, digging up all the fossils and hitting the rocks and cashing it in and moving on. Um, occasionally getting a new, you know, album or something like that or a new reaction. Just um, kind of slowly getting things filled up, but not really like really going after them hardcore. Um, but then also played a little bit uh, of Fortnite as well. Um as Huston alluded to, uh yeah, they had that crossover event um with, with Rocket League, so that was cool. And it did the uh they had a concert um to celebrate, I think was it three Three years of Fortnite, yeah. um so yeah. i i ten- attended the concert uh, online and then went over to to, uh, to rocket league and and started on the llama rama uh event over there and was able to get all the the stuff for my um uh, you know you have to l- unlock the the flag and the topper and the the decal and all that stuff um it's like you can have a fully llama rama rama out Octane uh, in the game and so I did that um, and then I quickly switched over to my normal Octane um, again, but I did the battle bus is actually kind of fun to play with Um, and the cool thing is that it's uh, it's an Octane hitbox. Uh, on the battle bus, so it feels very similar to the Octane, uh, which I normally play as. But it's also, um, it feels—I I don't know if it actually does—but I feel like it's got more power, and I feel like I, I like, can really hit the ball harder um, sometimes, or even like uh, blow up other other players better. I don't know, but uh, maybe it's just in my head. But um, that was that was fun to play. Um, I did actually play Mario Kart Tour um, mostly for the pin set um it's still horrible uh and uh, and then i played some uh super mario all uh, 3d all stars uh, which we're going to talk about uh, before we get into the news, because I feel like uh, we probably all got a chance, I think, to to play around with it some, uh, maybe some more than others. Uh, myself, I only played uh, Super Mario Sunshine so far. I have not uh, went over to play 64 or or Galaxy, uh, mostly because I wanted to focus on Sunshine because it's the one I played the least of, of all the games there. And yeah. Um, yeah, just uh before we get your opinions, I'll just throw out I don't remember Sunshine being so sloppy on the GameCube. It the controls are so sloppy is the best word I can come up with. It's the it's so loose the his controls. I feel like I'm bouncing everywhere. His jumps are Mario can jump higher than he has ever jumped before in Sunshine, I feel like. And sometimes like you don't have to jump that high, Mario. Um, but uh, yeah, I feel like it's just like every little small movement, he's like off and running. And I feel like there's, it's just weird. The controls make that game difficult. It's not that difficult of a game, but I think the controls make it more difficult. And I do wish they would have done something with figuring out a way to get the the analog controls uh, for Flood again. Like, I miss it. I miss being able to, like, actually aim. I would have loved to even have uh, motion controls, actually, for Flood. That would have been cool. Um, And actually, I found myself wanting to use motion controls because I was so used to using them in Splatoon. I would just, like, hit the button and, like, want to move where I was spraying um, just by instinct of playing Splatoon. And uh, nope, that's not the case. So um, it's fun. It's cool. Um, I know a lot of people have called it a cash grab and it, it basically is. It's a cool co- compilation of, of the games and everything. But uh, but yeah, I, I was kind of disappointed um, in Super Mario Sunshine. Um, but yeah, what do you guys think of, of the compilation of what you played so far? Uh, let's go to you first, Barry.
1: Uh, yeah, so I started with Sunshine and I echo a lot of your same sentiments. Uh, my biggest thing was also the inversion. You couldn't invert. Mm-hmm. So like when I was... Stopped and I was trying to aim flood. It got frustrating because I was mixing it up and it was just like, oh my god. And I noticed some weird little problems like the uh, we had to wake up PD Piranha by firing a little like pig balloon. Like, I couldn't hit him, it took me like 50 missiles before it finally hit. I'm like, why this? I had to like look it up. I'm like, am I doing this wrong? No, I'm aiming right where I'm supposed to be. It's just going up. I'm like, no. I don't know what was going on. Um, so it was weird little janks. I, I did break the game at one point where I fell through a platform um, that I shouldn't have fallen through. And that caused the game to still count me in that location. But I had to go around to get back there. So because of that, it didn't load like the triggers load the rest of the level. So I, I posted a video on Twitter. It was in uh, the, um, the docs, the second level. I had to, like... Use the use flood to hit the propeller to raise the submarine to get back, and it wouldn't work. Like the the propeller was loaded, but the action of spinning wouldn't work. So I I I'm like spraying and spraying. I'm like, All right, no, none of these assets are fully loaded. Uh, great game. Uh, I did clip on other cases too, including the final boss. I actually like felt like I'm I, I I stomped on one of the the five things you have to stomp on, and I'm running back to the center, and I like fall through, and I'm just like, no. Like, that was cheap. Um, I did beat it. I'm not getting 120. Uh, I don't know how I did it as a kid, but the roller coaster um, in the park, I nearly threw up. Um, because it was triggering my vertigo, doing that. It was kinda almost like a first-person type thing and going loop the loops I'm like, oh, my God, no. You know, like, I'm just not getting this. Whatever, this last last shine can go to hell. Um, because I'm not getting it. Um, so then I moved to 64. And I realized 64 actually controls worse than Sunshine to me. Um, Like the backflip was 100% like non-responsive, like the the Somersault backflip. In Sunshine, I was pulling it off like crazy. Like I did all the floodless levels. Um, Fun fact about those is uh, I got a Fitbit that I'm now wearing. And it was fun doing the floodless levels and watching my heart rate actually go up in real time because <laughs> I'm getting like hot and sweaty and I'm like, you know, frustrated. I'm like, oh, I missed that jump. No, you know, and I'm like, oh, yeah, this is not good. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, that, that was an interesting experiment. Um, but at 64, I, I didn't get all the stars. I got like 98 and I beat the game. Um, it was a faster playthrough because I knew a lot of it but the camera is terrible the camera is terrible in both sunshine and 64 and i wish they updated the camera but i had fun regardless i still had fun and then i went to sunshine and i played i went to a galaxy and i played that a little bit and the first time i played was with the pro controller because i wanted to see how it would play using the the sensor for the uh, the, the infrared or whatever the gyro for the the pointer it worked decently. It was kind of weird though, like playing and also like trying to point while playing. Um, so then I played it again using the joy cons and mimicking. And I did three stars and I had to put it down. My hands were cramped from mm-hmm. the joy cons because they're so small. And I'm like, oh, and uh, constantly resetting. I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna play this with the pro controller and deal with it. Mm-hmm. At least my hands will be more comfortable. But otherwise it, it looks beautiful. It plays well and it, it's, it's awesome still. So.
0: Nice, nice. Uh,
1: It's funny you mentioned, yeah, the the Vertigo thing. I
0: noticed myself getting a little bit kind of wheezy, or woozy, not wheezy, woozy, Uh, sometimes. And again, struggling with lords, and sunshine as well. And I think it was partially because the camera it's just, yeah. it's yeah. kind of janky, and it's weird that they haven't updated it. Uh, Jakes, you saying, and all you say that Sunshine is the greatest game ever. Uh, we've never said that. Nintendo no. Fuse has never gone on record to say that Sunshine is the greatest <laughs>
1: game ever. A lot of people have,
0: but I'm pretty sure we've never said that before.
1: <laughs> the Chuck uh, Dave wants to know Chuckster level. So the Chuckster level, which is the the one of the sh- uh, floodless levels in the final world before Corona Mountain. <clears throat> and the object for those that never played it or you're on these platforms and there's trucksters and the trucksters will throw you to other platforms um but the problem is it starts off easy and then then you have to like find exactly they're moving and you have to find exactly where to stand and they throw you over the good news is they put you a one up right at the start which is infuriating to get because you need a truckster to throw you into it um but they at least put that there um it took me probably about 25 minutes and then final, one, once I got past the part I was stuck on, I, I went right away. Like at the end, it's like, do you want to go to the left and exit or go to the right and get a one up? I'm like, I'm exiting this bad boy. <laughs> and he almost missed the jump, but he luckily landed on the final platform. I'm like, carefully jumping up. I'm like, I'm getting out of here. Uh, so, yeah, that answers your question, David. Nice. nice. <laughs> I haven't gotten to the
0: end yet, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not looking forward to that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> You'll Huston, know it when you get yeah, I'm sure. I, I will definitely know. I know the level. I just honestly, haven't played it. <laughs>
1: honestly, that part was a hundred times easier than the damn Corona Mountain boat where you have to use the uh the spray and get across the lava. Mm. That infuriated me. My boat was spinning left and right, nothing worked <laughs> properly, and oh man. Nice. nice. Don't recommend.
0: <laughs> Huston, uh, what's your experience with three uh, D All Stars been like?
3: Um I have not gotten to play very much at all so far, but um, but I've enjoyed what I did. Like I, I played uh, Mario 64 when I first got the game, and only got like one or two stars initially. But just wanted to just jump back in and just kind of you know just just the excitement of having you know Mario 64 on the Switch was really cool. And then I, I wanted to jump into Galaxy and 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 play some of that. So I've played that for a little bit. Um, I. I don't think I even really tried it handheld because I just immediately already thought that it would be a little odd just because I'm so used to, you know, the Wii Remote nunchuck style. So I've played with that and um, it's worked really well and I, I've really been enjoying it. And I think that's, that's honestly the factor that's limiting me from playing it more. Like I'll be like lying in bed and like pick up the switch and be like, should I jump into Fortnite or maybe I'll play some Mario galaxy, but like, I want to like set up the joy cons and kind of play with that. And i just in bed right now. Like, I just don't have a place to sit down the switch. So like, I just, I just need to like get to the TV and just kind of, you know, dock it and, and play, you know uh, like, like with the Wii. Um, but it looks great. And, and I mean, Mario galaxy is my favorite Mario game ever. So, I'm, you know, loving the fact that I can play it on, on switch. Um, I have never played sunshine and I was always waiting for them to do some type of a re-release because they've re-released a bunch of other games. Uh, like Wind Waker HD and all that, like on Wii U and all that. I was like, at some point, Sunshine's got to come back or they'll they'll release it on a virtual console thing or something or whatever. And I just kept waiting and waiting. And finally, we have it. So I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to jumping into Sunshine uh, soon. I just haven't gotten a chance to yet. Nice,
2: nice. Greg, how about you? All right, so I decided to go with my like uh, favorite of the bunch, and that was Mario 64. So um, I did the full 120-star completion that I wrapped up last night and then I did jump into Sunshine, Um, but regarding 64, like the, it felt pretty fine for the most part, there was a few parts it seemed like it was kind of harder, and it's still the jankiness of the camera, but then the subparts did feel like he was slipperier than I remember, but that could just be my brain, I have no idea, but it did feel pretty good for the most part, Uh, it was pretty much just that stinking clock level that was just causing me to (laughs) want to swear if a storm just playing it.
1: That's where I threw in the towel and said, screw it, I'm beating the game, that last star. So it was
2: like, I was I wanted to get the, I was usually getting like the 100 coin star on my first attempt on just about all, all the levels, so like trying to get like, you'd be like, right around like 70 coins, and then like some sort of jank happens, and then you just fall off the middle of the clock, and then you can't land below, and then it's like And now I got to do all that over again. (laughs) So having to hit that roadblock a number of times was definitely very frustrating. But I mean, I didn't get any game overs and everything like that. It would be nice if the lives kind of saved over, but it didn't do that on the regular system too. So no harm, no foul there. Um, Sunshine is usually was my least favorite of the three D games. So wasn't expecting it to be like a knock out of the park but definitely agree with what you guys were saying with like the aiming like I was just trying to like hit things with like the water pistol thing and it was just, just felt so darn difficult with using the pro controller so I don't know if that's just weird because they use like L and um or no it's R and ZR it just felt kind of weird goofy the way they have that set up for the water triggers yeah that's like well no,
1: like, it's not just the pro controller
2: yeah yeah huh. I think I don't uh, know if it was better it was in Gamecube but I don't know I don't have it, don't have it on GameCube anymore e-
1: even if you put in the GameCube controller it's still are and uh, R and Z yeah like you still can't do the same thing yeah.
2: yeah yeah it just yeah it just shows that I haven't played it in whatever 18 years <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't yeah
0: remember. yeah can you because uh, you can remap controllers can you remap them? the buttons has anybody tried that to like to get but i guess you still wouldn't have the right like the trigger no. that you'd want it would just still be you know kind of a digital the game is designed yeah. this yeah. way like this version of the game was designed for two yeah. separate buttons for that yeah i kind of wish that like there were like i don't know I, again like it makes no sense that they wouldn't at least give us a different controller options and stuff like that with with all that it would be so cool to see gamecube control support with that it makes little sense that they wouldn't mm-hmm. put that in and and it'd been awesome to have better camera control as well um like that doesn't seem like a very difficult thing to fix in a remake but i don't know it does it, it, it even se- it seems weird i guess to me that a lot of this seems rushed when i feel like they had tons of time to make this exactly as it should have been but i don't know what do you guys think about that Um,
3: yeah definitely i I agree i'm kind of curious personally because i've never played sunshine i know everyone always talks about you know the fact that they wish they had the analog triggers and this and all that so i'm curious as to like my first experience this way if if i'm gonna notice that it's kind of weird or if it'll just be fine or what um but yeah i mean I, i like i don't see why they couldn't support different controller options like you know it, it, this truly was a, a very bare minimum um, port and collection um i mean it, it that's truly what it, what it comes down to honestly there's i, I feel like that's, it's kind of like the nintendo story sometimes is like just so much potential there but they just, they just give us just enough to get us to keep going and we enjoy it it's good but we always want more, you know, and that's just like the forever Nintendo story.
1: Couldn't agree more.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yep.
4: <laughs> Very uh, great to have
2: all the games, and but there's some stuff that could have been better. They could have fixed the, con- the controls in 64 and Sunshine. I mean, I haven't seen Galaxy yet, so I don't know, but it sounds like it's more up to speed to like match the, what the Wii, Wii Remote did than what the pro controller was able to do for 64 and sunshine. Mm-hmm. I yeah.
1: wonder how different this compilation would have been had the coronavirus not actually happened. It would like, would even this more have rushed. come up sooner? Uh. <laughs> yeah, honestly,
3: I don't think it would have been very different. I think,
1: you know, it's one of
3: those things like, like this game for all that, you know, everyone, you know, has all the complaints with it. I mean, it like sold insanely well as a limited thing i think i think it probably just would have released earlier you know like just timing wise but otherwise i think it would have been the same thing yeah i i don't see i don't think nintendo has any reason to put in more effort into it and i think they're justified business-wise given how well it's you know been been selling you know unfortunately i guess and for for us that want more
2: but yeah yeah. And I think the sales are more due to the limited nature of it, and it's getting beyond like <laughs> that scope. It's like, yeah. oh, got to get it before it goes away. And like, oh, I don't want to have to pay like $100 on the scalpers, and got to get it now. And
1: <laughs> the kicker about that is, yes, FOMO is 100% playing a factor into it, um, but all games are limited. All games have a set amount of time to be printed. <clears throat> Nintendo just told us what it is like many other games get one print or two prints uh or you know maybe even more nintendo games themselves go out of print you you know certain games like hyrule warriors right now it's out of print so all they did was pretty much let us know the deadline um if they didn't say that and suddenly it just became scarce come april it would have been like, oh, I guess that's it. I guess they're done printing it. No one would have thought anything. And then you would have had a whole bunch of people at the end saying, oh, I wish I had bought it. Now they're missing out. Now it would have risen even higher in the secondhand market. Instead, those that were even debating it are just grabbing it now. They're, they're not risking it. Right.
0: Yeah. It essentially made it an instant collector's item um, instead of letting it become that later. Yeah.
1: Yeah, instant collector's item the printing of millions of copies. It's not a collector's <laughs> item at all. It's limited based on how many copies. So it's probably limited to like 15 million. And if you consider 15 million limited which it technically is, it's not a collector's item. You well, know, something is 15 million of out there. It's, it's funny. Right. I mean
0: it depends on, yeah, I mean every everything is a collector's item at some level. So it's it's better than yeah, there's like 30 million. Um, you know, closer to that, but Anyway, uh, Chris, the artist said hi. Hi, Chris. And uh, let's see. Jakester says uh, and think about this. There was rumored back in March. It seems like they had uh, a lot more time. And but he's thinking if it was released uh, back in May, it would have just been like the same thing just back in May instead of August. Um and then uh Jesse Glenn said 3D All-Stars would have been incredible if it was also made for the 3DS as a uh, as official last 3DS game with stereoscopic effects. That would have been interesting for sure. That'd have been been really cool. Uh Dave saying that you can see them changing their mind near the end of March. Uh the digital delisting is still baffling. Uh yeah, we totally agree about that. It's that's a weird 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 thing uh for sure like yeah we had we have a collector's item on a digital game what um speaking of which however um jump rope uh jump rope challenge is like going off today or tomorrow or something like that so if you haven't gotten jump rope challenge for free yet uh make sure you get that because that's also going to be a digital collector's item weirdly enough uh <laughs> but uh yeah so that's that's our thoughts on 3d all-stars so far uh let's jump into the news because we have a ton as i alluded to earlier at the top of the podcast a ton to just talk about and we're almost in an hour already just talking about what we've been playing and uh 3d all-stars so uh we're gonna fly through a lot of announcements tonight um, that have happened over the last couple of weeks uh, so be sure to head to NintendoFuse.com for more details on all these stories that we're gonna be talking about. Uh, most of those stories are written by Dave. So thanks, Dave, uh, for being an awesome author on our site. Um, but uh, we're gonna hit a lot of stuff tonight or as quick as possible, um, try to go through the details and then getting into dis- some discussion uh, for that. So let's jump into the first one and that goes back to uh, September 17th. We had another Nintendo Direct Mini Partner Showcase. And uh, yeah, it seems like this is a month to month thing at this point. Uh, we've had uh, several of the, or uh, over the last few months, I think this is the third one, basically a monthly uh, Nintendo Direct mini partner showcase and uh yeah a good chunk of the time was spent on monster hunter rise in fact uh, we had a separate monster hunter uh direct right after this one that we i don't think anybody was expecting um but then uh yeah here are the games that they talked about they showed monster hunter rise which is coming march 26th of 2021 monster hunter stories 2 wings of ruin which is coming in summer 2021 Fitness Boxing 2, Rhythm and Exercise on December 4th of this year. Disgaea Defiance of Destiny coming sub, uh, summer 2021. Disgaea 5 Game Trial is uh, actually, uh, the last day is today, actually, September 29th. Uh, but that's exclusively for Nintendo Switch Online members. So if you haven't got that and you're listening to this either live or right after, uh, go jump on that because it's it's basically about over. Uh, Empire of Sins coming on December 1st. S- uh, sniper elite 4 is coming holiday this year uh the long dark is september 17th so that's already passed at this point as well that was that that same day uh, pga tour T- 2k 21 uh digital is available now and the physical went li- uh, live on september 25th uh hades came that same day on september 17th uh is it Balin or Balin? i forget Ballon Ballon Wonderworld on uh is coming on March 26th of 2021. Rune Factory 5 is coming sometime in 2021 and uh, surprise Ori and the Will of the Wisps dropped on September 17th as well so that was kind of uh, a little bit out of nowhere because we didn't expect that game and we we're actually told that that wasn't coming to switch so that's a little surprising uh but uh let's just kind of go around the horn and, and share your thoughts about uh, all this and kind of highlight any games that you're particularly excited about greg we're gonna go to
2: you first yeah it just feels like the september 17th was so long ago right <laughs> i did I did watch it live, and I just remember like Huston had predicted it was like right after the last that <laughs> last podcast. But all right, well, I'm not huge into Monster Hunter, so most of those were not really appealing to me. It's still, great that they're coming for fans of the series. Um, I completely missed the this uh, Gaia uh, game trial. I would have loved to try that out, and that kind of came and went without me even being able to try it. It's kind of my type of game, so maybe I'll I'll have another demo at some point. Um, I don't really remember too much about some of the other titles. Uh, nothing was really sticking out to me, so I know it must not have been the most uh, geared towards me for this particular one. Um, I think the that Will of the Wisp one did sound kind of interesting though, if I do remember right. But that's the only one that really. Stand like st- like stands out from on the name recognition.
0: Nice, nice. Hasan, how about you?
3: Um, in general, these partner showcases have just not been for me. I think like there's I don't think there's been out of any of the partner showcases we've had anything that I've been like excited about personally. That being said, this one I think in comparison definitely had some higher caliber higher caliber announcements, and there's definitely things that. I can understand why this one was a good one. I think, you know, in terms of the monster hunter announcements, Ori and, and some other things. So I think overall, you know, this actually, you know, lived up to the Nintendo direct hype. I think from, from what I've, um, seen online. I think personally, I, I am kind of curious about Ori and the will of the wisp. I've heard a lot about it. Um, but I have game pass. So I, uh, I was looking at it the other day. I probably will just check it out on, on game pass anyways, just to see, uh, see how it is um but uh yeah you know i guess it's it, it's you know good announcements uh in general but just nothing much for for me specifically yeah
0: yeah very uh i know we were we were chatting the day of and i i, I had mentioned like this de- this definitely seems like it's geared more to the adult <laughs> and teen audience <laughs> and i know you were pretty excited uh any what announcements were you are you particularly
1: excited about or yeah, is it pretty much know. all of them? <laughs> <laughs> I just shake my head at you, Greg. And, and, and son, man, This was by far the best uh, partner showcase they've had. Uh, I'm, I'm not a big Monster Hunter fan. Uh, I own all the games, and I tried 3 Ultimate on the 3DS and the Wii U, and I wasn't feeling it. It just didn't grab me. Monster Hunter Rise looks great. And it just... Like, all right... I'm going to give the, the series another shot. I'm going to jump back in. And then Monster Hunter Stories 2, the, the first 100 stories I had planned to play, it was on my docket. I, I owned it, I got it, and I was ready to play it. I just never got around to it. So now I'm kind of like, maybe I'll dust off the 3DS and play it, because it, especially the art style for Stories 2 looks phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. And uh, it's an RPG. I love RPGs, so I always support them. So it's definitely something... I'm interested in checking out. Uh, My wife loved fitness boxing, so I'm sure she'll enjoy fitness boxing too. Uh, Disguise 6, being at least in America, a Switch exclusive is is pretty big. Um, Empire is Sin looks pretty good, but it's not my style of game. Uh, Same with Sniper Elite 4 and The Long Dark. And... While I own PJ Tour well, 2K21, <laughs> I might open it when my father-in-law is in town because he loves golf and let him play it, but it's certainly not a game for me. Uh, Hades, I've heard nothing but excellent things about, and I'm, I'm waiting for a physical to dive into that. Uh, Bowen Wonderworld um, was my game of the show when they had the Xbox uh, Series X reveal. Um, I love Knights. I love Sonic, Yuji Naka um the music is gorgeous it's just beautiful the the world looks beautiful the idea I, i am so excited for that game and uh rune factory 5 again a series that i owned i didn't touch on and then i played rune factory 4 special earlier this year and absolutely fell in love with that game so rune factory 5 can't get here soon enough this game was revived it was dead it shouldn't have ever come out and it's coming out and it looks fantastic um so that will absolutely get my time and Ori in the World of Wisps. I've heard nothing but great things about the Ori games. I love Metroidvanias. Um, I really want to play them. I, I own them physically in the Xbox One, but knowing me, I'm waiting for the physical of the Switch to come out. Or that's going to be the first games I play on the the Series X when it comes. Will be the <laughs> will be Ori uh, one and two. Uh, so we'll see there. But either way, I'm really excited to see Switch get it.
0: Cool. Cool, uh, going in the chat. Uh, Jakester agrees with you. He says it was definitely the the best of the three uh, direct minis. Uh, Jakester, I'm I'm curious. Uh, can we actually call this a direct now? That's what I want to know. Because uh, he was like, they, we shouldn't call him direct. Actually, I I think we we said that on the podcast as well. Um, Rune Factory Five uh, was a highlight for him as well. Um, he also enjoy. He's excited about uh, Monster Hunter Stories Two, uh, Rune Factory Five, and Ori Two. Um, Dave says he might give Rise a chance, and uh, Rise uh, pre-orders apparently on Amazon just went live as well. So if you guys were waiting on that, um, they just went live on Amazon. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with 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 all you guys. I mean, like this was an exciting uh, partner showcase for sure. Um, and and I don't know. If I will end up getting a lot of these games, but it was really cool to see a lot of these games. Um, Monster Hunter, like like you guys, I've given it a shot in the past. I I actually really enjoyed Monster Hunter Three, um, but I just realized like Monster Hunter demands so much time, and I don't know if I have the time to like really dedicate it to make to to really enjoy the game. Um, Even though this one looks really good, I'm just like, I have less time now than when I had Monster Hunter 3. Should I actually even try this? Um, I mean, it took me like two years to even finish Torna, so um, (laughs) it's a lot smaller game, so I don't know about that. and then uh Hades, of course looked interesting. I've actually never played a Wonderworld game. I've seen the games a lot, but I've never actually played them. Uh, this one might be might be the one that I that gets me to jump into it. Um, I love that style of game. like you said, Barry, all the the ones that have come before is just like they're beautiful there's the the, the, the art style and everything is really cool. um kind of
1: what are you talking about about one about Valen Wonder Wonderworld? Oh, you're talking sonic and Nights yeah yeah figure. yeah okay. yeah not like this, the, this is the first yes, one of this yes series. Sorry.
0: <laughs> yeah I, I meant that yeah all those those other ones um i haven't been a rune factory uh fan so like it's cool <laughs> i love that it's it's coming back but i've never been into the games but ori um, and the will of the wisps like the the art style alone will drive me to actually get that i i've just I'm basically I haven't gotten it yet, but it is on my list to eventually get. Um, I just haven't pulled the trigger on it yet, but it will be a game that I will play because um, like it's it's good platforming. It's beautiful. It's got you know that Metroidvania kind of vibe. It's 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 just awesome and uh, and so yeah, pretty excited about uh, but about all this for sure. Um, let's see. I think that's. Pretty much it for the Nintendo Partners Showcase, uh, but uh, moving on, we we also uh, got some, got a word, uh, a sad, uh, kind of a sad article um, that, uh, that Dave told me, uh, kind of peeking behind the, the, the scenes, I guess, as well. And Dave said, this is one of the hardest articles, the saddest articles that he's written for us so far, uh, because the Nintendo 3DS has ended production. Uh, Finally, um, in a statement to uh, gamesindustry.biz, Nintendo confirmed that the Nintendo 3DS family of systems ended production this year. And they uh, went on to say that uh, we can confirm that the manufacturing of the Nintendo 3DS family of systems has ended. Nintendo and third-party games for the Nintendo 3DS family of systems will continue to be available in the Nintendo eShop or uh, on Nintendo.com. And at retail, the existing library of more than 1,000 Nintendo 3DS games contains many critically acclaimed titles and can provide years of content to explore and enjoy. So that means the 3DS and, uh, of course, the 2DS uh, family of systems um, are now in Nintendo's past. And uh, Nintendo is back to being a... Uh, essentially a one console system so uh yeah what do you guys think uh, about this news it's something that I think we we knew was coming eventually um, but it's funny that we actually even speculated it I think that they may hold on to the uh the 2ds for a little longer um, but it seems that they've go ahead went ahead and uh, and pulled the plug on it so uh Hassan, what do you what do you think about this
3: um I honestly I guess I hadn't really thought about it much but i I, part of me just kind of thought that they had sort of stopped production (laughs) Or i forgot about the 2ds in some way you know like that was still still going um i it's one of those things that like you know I, i look back on on the the 3ds and there were just so many great games so many great moments with that system um great system and and such great value for a long time especially with the 2ds like such a low entry to get into that um uh platform and then there's so many great options to purchase and so um i mean that was that that's uh fantastic for for people to get into the nintendo you know world of things but um but personally i mean i haven't touched my 3ds in a long time um so it's just one of those things that's like you know let's further focus on the switch let's maybe you know produce more switch systems produce that switch pro or whatever you know we'll see but um i think you know it's it's about that time now as as a switch was always talked about being uh i forget the exact terminology that Iwata had used uh, early on but like how it would be like a, almost like a, a platform or like a uh its third own sort pillar of ecosystem um not necessarily a third pillar but like a uh like switch like it would be more of like a a um, a set of devices or something I mean, before it was called the switch right and and so um and you kind of see that now with the switch and switch light and potentially a switch pro like you know um and and going forward seeing what they end up doing with it i think like this is sort of the 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 new era i guess going forward and so i guess it makes sense at some point to pivot towards just going all in on on that now
0: yeah yeah Greg, what do you think about the 3DS going away?
2: Well, it's definitely disheartening. There's lots of uh, incredible games on it, but it almost seems like it was on for a little bit longer than it should have. To be honest, like I don't think I've really touched it since the first year the Switch was out. I mean, I think it was right around this time with like Odyssey launching. It was just like, okay, well, 3DS is essentially dead to me at this point. So. You played
0: more Game Boy Advance than you have 3DS, probably. You're- <laughs> yeah, well, uh, that's Radio just I got
1: Historia a new game from out. Advance. <laughs> I thought Radiant Historia came out in twenty what
2: nineteen? Was it twenty eighteen? Uh, I think it was twenty eighteen. Yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. That was definitely my last game, and I absolutely loved it. I did love it on the DS as well, but mm. um, yeah, it's felt like it should have ended right around like 20, 2018 but. Mm. I understand that they needed to keep it around just to make sure that the switch was going to be the item hot off the press and be the next best thing. So, at yeah, 2018. Yeah. Yeah, it was definitely had a incredible library of games. If you never played the 3DS, definitely there's tons to recommend. I know Hassan's uh, personal favorite was the Happy Home Designer. So. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, it was like my 3DS, you know, game, of the, year or game of the year at one point. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
0: uh, that's funny. Uh, Barry, what do you think about uh, 3DS going away?
1: I mean, we've known it was happening. The writing's been on the wall forever. Uh, we haven't seen a new game physically or uh, since 2019, I believe. Early 2019. And the last one, I believe, was Persona Q2 hmm. uh, physically. And... Even that game, they didn't do like English voices. It was just like subtitles. Even the Japanese, like, quick, let's get it out. Uh, yeah, I, it's it's been way longer than I expected. I, you know, I I didn't expect it to happen uh, this late. 2019, I expected it to happen, but I figured, you know what? Maybe they'll hold on for the holiday because games did come out 2020 early on. Get rid of it. And now it's so late that I almost feel like. They might as well wait until January, February 2021 and at least ride out the holiday with it. But it is what it is. There was was no way they were keeping the 3DS on. Uh, Now the question is, this is the first time since the NES that Nintendo's only had one system out. Uh, They've always had two or more systems since 1989. So will we see a new system and will the Switch take the 3DS's slot I think
0: I'm really that's that's the question and and I hadn't really thought about it until you guys were talking about like you know with the with the 3ds and especially the 2ds now gone like there's no there's no low end entry for Nintendo with Switch Lite I guess yeah but like the 2ds was even cheaper than that so the 2ds is a a low end entry but it's not as low as what the the 2ds was Um, and so I wonder what if What if they finally do a price drop um, this fall or this this holiday um, and then get as many of those out as they can? Because they're also if they do this other uh, this other console early 2021, like that they're going to have to they're essentially competing with themselves at that point. Because like a lot of lot of console developers, right? Like they, they announce one thing and their current console sales just drop um, because people wait for the next one. Uh, except for the Xbox because people got confused, um, which I don't blame <laughs> them. Um, <laughs> so so many people are ordering Xbox X for and probably expecting a Series X. Um, but uh, but usually what happens is they their their sales just drop. And so what if like they do announce a, a Switch Pro or whatever, but they also do a price drop for the existing one, creating a lower barrier of entry for those people that do want it right away, but then they're able to just keep their sales numbers up and then probably sell sell, sell a lot next 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 year with the whatever system, if they come out that. The only thing that I'm I'm like playing devil's eye to pick in my own head, because I'm like, do they even need a price drop because they're still flying off the shelves? Um, like I actually saw a switch, yeah. like several switch, uh the Animal Crossing ones in, in Best Buy the other day it was really surprising, um, because they're they're coming back in in stock. Um, but they're still flying off the shelves. So will they need a price drop at all, or is a one ninety nine, you know, entry uh with the switch light good enough? But I think it I think depends that-
1: on how well the console the other consoles do this holiday. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: And honestly, I think for this holiday season, I think the Switch is still selling so well. I don't see them doing much for this holiday, but then going into next year in the spring or whatever, I could definitely see a combo price drop with the Switch Pro or whatever. But I think uh, um, it's it's just still selling well. Mm -hmm. You know, I I would be with you and I would think like release a bundle or something with the game, whatever. But honestly, I don't think Nintendo (laughs) needs to with the way that it's been going.
0: Yeah, so, that's true. We'll see. Yeah. Greg, uh we are we're jumping ahead in our plan. I don't know if you guys saw I moved this uh because I think it makes so much sense for us to talk about these Nintendo uh, Switch Pro rumors right now. We've been talking about these these rumors for a long time, but Greg, you you've heard that uh Capcom uh shared some information, is that right? Uh fill us in on the latest rumors. Well,
2: <laughs> not, Capcom <laughs> not Capcom themselves there's, but yeah. There's I guess there's like a I don't I wish I knew the person's like name or handle or whatever that they're going by but i guess there's like a capcom leaker that Mm. kind of predicted like monster hunter um rise that we kind of briefly discussed from the hotlight, the highlight um, reel from the nintendo direct and i guess somebody asked him on twitter was like oh do you have like any like nintendo news to share and then he's was saying like well i can like say that the switch pro is like real but obviously we don't have any details on, like, availability or, like, like when it's going to be available or even, like, the final specs. But it's definitely, like, something that's like, exists. And there's, like, other rumors going around with some developers are being told to have their games be 4K ready. So it's, like, does this mean that, that the Switch Pros be, like, 4K and give it a big bump? So there's lots of stuff, like, flying around that's, like, this, the Switch Pro is going to be... <laughs> almost like the, a successor or is it really just going to be a, somehow mild bump but still able to be so much stronger than the current model is so mm-hmm. yeah
0: yeah what do you guys think uh, about this because I know we've, we've talked about it a lot but I mean it seems like it's it's I mean with all these these rumors getting stronger and stronger things like that it seems like the the writing is on the wall for me um Barry do you, do you think it's actually going to happen this time
1: uh we've been predicting it for a long time (laughs) uh yes i do uh and the reason for that is i think they're gonna have to uh as i've stated multiple times uh, one of the things that helped the switch out is that there were still games being made for the 360 and the ps3 and a lot of those games can be ported over and while we have seen some ps4 xbox one ports they have had to um make some some uh, cuts to be able to work on the Switch. And now going into the PS5 and the Xbox X, we have even less uh, options for ports going forward. So I think they need to do it just for the third parties if nothing else to make it easier for them. And if you look, and, and I truly believe the date that the Switch Pro um, as an integration up is gonna launch is going to be March 26, 2021. That is my prediction date. And the reason why I have that is not only was this person from Capcom, um, but Monster Hunter Rise uh, and Bowen Wonderworld both released the exact same day. Both games are graphically intensive and will be, or well, the Rise won't be, but Bowen will be on the Xbox One X and, and the PS5. Um, so it definitely makes sense to have the graphical power to enhance both of these games—they're big games. Monster Hunter has historically also launched with Nintendo systems because Monster Hunter Four Generations came out the same day as Majora's Mask 3D, which was also the same day as the new 3DS XL. So it's—they've done it once, they can do it again. So that's my prediction. I do not think it will be the Switch 2. I think we're going to wait probably another two years for that. Um, just based on how well the switch is selling nintendo only moves on quickly when they need to the switch is still selling extremely well this will just be an upgrade um hopefully a significant upgrade especially for the third parties um but i guess we'll see you know as it gets closer for sure yeah
0: hassan what do you think
3: um yeah, I think I think this this Switch Pro. I, I don't think it's necessarily going to be called that, but but I, I think it's definitely real. I think I was just looking at like Wall Street Journal articles from like 2019 and stuff, and they were saying as far back at that point is that Nintendo was working on two Switch models coming, and um, and you know I think like it's one of those things where it's probably been in the plans for a while, but as the Switch has just sold so well, I think they've probably just kind of been holding off on releasing any upgraded version, and then obviously the pandemic happened this year which probably you know continue to push things further and um i think uh it, it truly makes sense like you said you, you do the price drop your switch light is your low point of entry it's it's really a handheld right so it's it's essentially your 3ds successor in a way then you have the switch price drop it it's kind of your your base model and then you have the switch pro or whatever it's called um as kind of the enhanced version i, I don't think it's going to be anything. I'm honestly keeping expectations low as far as like the enhancements, like maybe it'll up res things up to 4k or something, but like, I don't think this thing's going to be like a powerhouse or even as, as like the PS4 pro or, or Xbox one X, where I think it's, you know, it's, it's, it's only going to be so much because of the fact that it still will have to, you know, run in handheld mode. I think it's going to be one that's, you know, still a hybrid type thing, but, um, but I think it's, it's Nintendo's way of, Cranking out some extra juice for some of those games, especially with Breath of the Wild sequel and and you know other games like Barry mentioned that maybe a bit more graphically intensive just to have a little bit more power there uh, to keep things going. Um, so yeah, at, at this point it's just I think you know March 2021 is, is a good a time as any. You know like shoot, release Breath of the Wild too. You know and we'll get a uh, just what is it? That'd be four years from the from the mm-hmm. switch launch like yeah. in march again and kind of good good time i think
1: absolutely now d- because like all these rumors happened years ago at this point do you think that when the switch pro comes out it will be stronger because it's been delayed all this time because technology you know as time goes on tech you know technology gets cheaper better technology gets cheaper do you think because we will be getting it in 2021 it's actually going to be stronger and more powerful than it would have been had it come out 2019, like with those articles when we were getting two models. So you're really saying, are they going to pull a 3D All-Stars with the Switch Pro or not? <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Well,
3: so we know what the answer is probably going to be. What do we want it to be? You know, um, no, I, I, think, I think even those Wall Street Journal articles were like, these Switch models could launch as soon as this summer. And then I think, when did the Switch, did the Switch Lite come that year in 2019? 2019, 2019, yeah. Um, September. Right? Like so the way think. Yeah, so I I feel like, you know, the Switch Pro probably wasn't necessarily even a 2019 release, but that maybe they're gearing up for a early 2020 release. And then, you know, maybe it got pushed back a little bit and then the pandemic hit. And then, you know, I I don't think they're going to make too many changes to be to be completely honest. I think Nintendo, honestly, it's probably going to be a matter of some of the components are cheaper now. And so they're probably just going to want to, you know, be able to make bigger profit margins on some of it maybe throw in some some slight slightly better um you know quality um components inside but um i don't foresee this being like a big bump because the thing is nintendo no matter what they do they're not going to be able to compete well one to jump up to the one x and ps4 pro would be a big jump but now we're getting the series x and you know ps5 there's they just can't compete at, at that that graphics level right now so I think it's just a matter of how do they extend the switch's lifetime a little bit longer uh, before they get to a, a full new model. So I'm really not expecting a- a huge, a huge jump.
1: So what you're saying is they're gonna look at the criticisms from 3D All Stars and go clearly. We understand what you want. Here's the Switch Pro. It's a Switch with analog shoulder buttons. There you go. Now you can play <laughs> Sunshine and have fun.
0: Only. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's funny that cool. I. I mean, I think, like, part of me wants the powerhouse. Part of me wants them to to finally just make that jump and, and go for it, but. But the other part of me, like, says, you know what? I would be happy if we just got a, a small spec bump to get us at least close to 4K, get us better frame rate issue, like so we, so those frame rate issues don't happen anymore. Um, get slightly better controls, um, like maybe analogs st- or analog uh, trigger control, and like some smaller the things, better battery life. Um, a better dock that like jumps up there. I'm oh I'm okay. I'm totally okay with the vast majority of the games being 720p and handheld because it still looks good on that screen. Um, but they could even bump out the bezels a little bit, make it just look like a more modern system, and I'd be happy actually. And I think I'd probably I'd probably shell out my money for that um, if I knew that it was like they were working on something that's always going to take them to the next level. Like, I don't want it, like, right after because I only have so much money. Um, <laughs> but but I do want it, like, at some point, I want to be able to play some of those games that I'm seeing on, on PS5 and, and Xbox Series X on, on my Switch or a Nintendo yeah. console.
3: Well, the other thing to consider, though, is, like, Microsoft, so I know everyone's, like, in the 4K and all this world right now. Like, Microsoft with their Series S is, is not 4K at 300. So even they recognize that, there's still a market out there that for people that are willing to, you know, not have to shell out the big bucks and still get something that's still pretty decent. Now, obviously, that has all sorts of other features the like ray tracing and all that. But, but point being, you know, they still see a market where there's people that aren't fully into the full 4K at this point. So uh, I I don't know that Nintendo is going to fully jump in, you know, on, on that end of it either. But mm. I would love them to.
2: <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Greg, what do you think mm. about this? There was one thing that I I think I just kinda forgot to mention, at least initially. I don't know if it was like the investor briefing or if it's part of the rumors, but I thought like Nintendo was saying they were trying to find like stronger, like more powerful like stuff to like be researching it to see if it would fit with like the switch. So I'm trying really trying to remember if that was just like hearsay rumor or if that was actually part of the last briefing that we didn't Mm -hmm cover i didn't find like the news article about but that definitely seemed pretty fascinating <laughs> that they're suddenly now concerned like with more power race if true so it okay. could actually be stronger than we're thinking unless it's again somebody's just trying to blow flames and <laughs> get everybody super excited and then it's just like oh it just could be like oh said so at 30 frames per second now it's like 31 frames per second or something yeah. like <laughs> i know There's- it's not the logical like, grade there but that was just part of the how nintendo covers it in right. the past at least so yeah
0: i think they're gonna have to do something possibly if they want to make that that jump because right it's it's nvidia right that makes the the chip that's in there right now um yeah. and they've only they've only got like that that style of chip that they use in that is only like one generation i think better at this point which could be a good spec bump for for the switch if they just jumped up to the current the the newer Nvidia. Um, chip but but if they want to compete with the next level like the like soon to be um you know generation of consoles then they're gonna to have to probably look elsewhere I think um if unless they, they re redesign everything and go with a completely different system on a chip or whatever um definitely be be interesting for sure um, I'm hoping some for something it'd be cool at least I mean, I want the frame rate bump. That's that's really the big thing I
2: want. I want I want analog, analog triggers and a frame rate bump. I'll be happy. <laughs> yeah, I I do know that the investor briefing they said there was not going to be any hardware before the fiscal year, which again is March. So Barry's date could be right there, right on par. So Barry might yeah. be the new uh, special insider that knows the data. <laughs> Maybe I do. I'm hey, you know he is a anymore. he is a publisher now.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> It totally makes sense. It definitely does. so I, I think I'm on board with you, Barry. It, it makes a lot of sense to to put it right there. Um, well, let's move on uh, to uh, to a story that uh, I don't think um, anybody here, in fact, uh, show of hands. did anybody see uh, Microsoft buying Bethesda? Did anybody see that coming? Anybody? Wasn't uh, my bingo card. No. Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah. So uh, Microsoft bought Bethesda.
1: Um, well, it wasn't just Bethesda. They the bought
0: the entire. Yeah, they bought the parent company, which came with what? What does that all come with, Barry? It's
1: like it was like nine studios, totally, including like Id <laughs> Software and Bethesda that's crazy. Um, and so the,
0: the big story here really is, is it's connection to, uh, Nintendo Bethesda has games that are supposed to be coming out on switch, um, including doom eternal, um, and, uh, and some others as well. And, uh, so like, are they still going to support the switch? Is that still going to happen and everything? And Bethesda has stated, uh, the, um, actually, um, I think, uh, did Phil Spencer actually was the one that said it? Yeah, I think it was Phil. Um, Phil said that uh, yeah, they were gonna, going to continue to support it on a quote case by case basis. And so yeah, the games that they've already stated uh, we're going to come out are going to still going to come out, and then in the future um, they're going to con- consider it on a case by case basis. Which um, doesn't necessarily surprise me because we've seen Microsoft games come to Switch already. Um, but uh, yeah, there's. It's it's a big story. There's not a whole lot to to like and details to talk about, except for like this this is a big thing that happened. Um, But uh, but yeah, what just general thoughts about uh, about this big purchase? And uh, do you do you guys? I guess maybe speculate a little bit. Do you think um, they're actually going to really support it, or is that just kind of uh, you know his way of saying yeah we'll do it a case by case basis and uh, just it's a no after no and and. You know, all of a sudden they become like Electronic Arts. Um, (laughs) It doesn't support Nintendo at all anymore, basically. Uh, Greg, what do you think?
2: I don't know. I think if they already made like previous commitments, I would think they need to honor those. So I think the case by case basis is like I know there was like a PS5 exclusive or whatever, and they still confirmed that was going to still be not affected. So I'd like to assume that anything that was previously known and announced would be still going to their normal platform where it was intended obviously the future is still up in the air we don't know if like the any new uh elder scrolls games will be going to other platforms and certainly they don't have to anymore because they'd be nintendo for or not nintendo they'd be microsoft for first party so i mean the way that they've been going with nintendo would be kind of be nice if they were still able to put some games on the platform but they wouldn't have to anymore yeah I don't know it could go either way and it could definitely be very interesting and it's very good for xbox to have some more exclusive like first party series on their platforms it just kind of stinks for those of us that like them on (laughs) other platforms
0: (laughs) right right and uh and microsoft's been doing this for the last several years i mean they're they're in a huge buying spree and this just like like, sent them. Like, they were already buying a lot of companies, and this is a gigantic one. Uh, Barry, do, do you think there's an
1: end to what Microsoft will buy? Microsoft. <laughs> will they
0: buy Nintendo eventually? <laughs> yeah.
1: Microsoft has just been buying every E3. It's just like, look how many more studios we bought. Um, you want excuses, we're buying them. Um, We can't make them ourselves, so we buy the studios that can make them. (laughs) Um, Do I think this is going to affect the Switch? Not as much. Like, I'd be really shocked if Doom Eternal doesn't come to the Switch. Um, They did state they would honor all pre-existing agreements. So the timed exclusive, like, Deathloop and uh, Tokyo Tokyo Ghostwire, whatever it is, Um, that's still coming first to the PS5 um, and then going to the Xbox after uh it's just one of those things where xbox wants to be a service they've proven this so they're comfortable putting their games onto the platforms when they feel it makes sense even cuphead went to ps4 uh obviously ori is now going to uh to the switch however one thing i'm noticing is that with a lot of these games there needs to be like an outside third party Kind of like back in the day when uh, Rare was bought, they Rare still put games out on the GBA, but they were published by THQ. Like there was an outside third party that did it. And even Ori, the reason we're getting Ori Will the Wisp is not because of Microsoft or Moon Studios. It's because I Am Eight Bit is the digital publisher and physical publisher of the game. So I Am Eight Bit is standing in there saying, "We're doing it. We're gonna. We want this beautiful collector's edition. We want to." put this whole thing, we we're going to put it out digitally. And it, and I believe if I 8 bit didn't uh, push out for that, we wouldn't get Will the Wisps. Um, that's just how I believe it to be. I think they were the, the instigator to do that. So Microsoft also doesn't look at the Switch as a true competitor. And Phil Spencer loves Nintendo. I mean, he was on Animal Talking. He has a Switch. He plays yeah. Nintendo games. He probably grew up with Nintendo games like all of us. Um, he absolutely loves Nintendo. So I do not see any game that was planned to come to the Switch or will be able to come to the Switch. I think they're still going to do it. Um, Mojang still puts everything out on the Switch. Um, they've been really supportive. And uh, as for your question, will Microsoft buy uh, Nintendo? <laughs> I'm sure if, if Microsoft could, they would have bought them ASAP. They would buy them right now. Uh, I don't think that's ever happening because the Japanese are very prideful and they do not want to be owned by Americans. Therefore, Nintendo, I doubt, will ever sell. However, now there's rumors that Sega is now in the crosshairs, and again, Japanese company, um, so the odds of selling to Microsoft while they've worked together I don't think are very high. And if anyone does buy Sega, I really would love it to be Nintendo. I think that would just be totally poetic. (laughs) (laughs) That
0: would be really weird, uh, for sure. Uh <laughs> uh yeah, I think even like watching the uh the what's it called, the high score uh the the documentary series on Netflix. Um I just watched the one the other day about the the console wars and it was just so interesting every time I watch it, like I like or hear more about it. Um and yeah, if Nintendo ended up owning uh Sega at some point, yeah, that'd be weird. That would be great. Uh yeah. <laughs> Hudson, what do you think you know, about? Be, uh, oh, go ahead,
2: Greg. I was going to say, it would be even better if Nintendo owning Sony, but you know <laughs> <laughs> that
0: would be weird too. That would never happen. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And bring, let's bring Phillips back into it as well. Hudson, uh, what do you think about <laughs> uh, about this uh, this sale and uh, you know the future of of Microsoft, Bethesda, and all that stuff with Switch?
3: Yeah, I think I, I agree with everything that was said. I think you know Microsoft really has kind of just been focused more on, as far said, they're they're a service now, and they're really providing the games. You know, I just uh, was able to play uh, Xbox games on Android phone, you know, like through their cloud uh, cloud gaming feature, and um, you know, so I think uh, I, I still foresee them releasing, you know, some something or they're still putting out content on Switch in the future. I think I think honestly, this is probably going to affect. Uh, PlayStation owners more because I think they're more direct competitors. And so I think there's going to be some games that just may just stay exclusive to Microsoft or timed exclusives, you know, whereas on the switch, um, slightly different audience. And, and they, t- they also do your release games later, uh, as well, like with Ori, you know, it's, it's an older game, but we're, you know, we're getting it on the switch later. So I, I think, um, that's probably still going to continue happening, but, um, but I'm sure there's going to be some franchises or some games in the future that are truly just exclusive now because you don't pay seven and a half billion dollars just to keep the status <laughs> quo. You know, like okay. you, you pay it because you want the exclusives because you don't have as many, you know, big exclusives and you want to, you know, promote that as well. So um, I, I think this is definitely a, a big, big move and it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Well, let's move on, because uh, we are already uh, nearing closer and closer to that two-hour mark, and we have, like, several stories still to talk about, and big ones at that. Uh, we're going to move up the uh, the story uh, about Nintendo life, um, because, uh, yeah, they're, they're, you know... Of course, we don't like really have regular conversations with them or anything like that, but we consider them friends in the in the, uh, the industry there and um, started around the same time. And Nintendo Life has kind of just blown up over the years, uh, and they have uh, recently, uh, as, as connected to PAX, was able to do a uh, an indie spotlight, uh, which is really cool. And uh, so I'm just going to run uh, quickly run through all the games that was back on September 17th, I believe. And so they had a ton of games. Uh, Just head over to uh, NintendoLife.com if you want to check out more. You can watch the entire uh, thing on their YouTube uh, channel as well. Um, But Go Nintendo actually had a really quick, uh, just a a summary of all the different uh, games that were highlighted and everything. So I'm just going to quickly run through those and get you guys' thoughts uh, about all that was announced at Nintendo Life's um, Indie Spotlight. So uh, Attenball Deluxe comes to Switch in 2021. Hatch Tales comes to Switch in 2021 and features a playable Max from the Mutant Muds, which is pretty cool. Uh, Hyperball Tournament launches on October 20th, 2020. Uh, Curse of Life uh, was announced for Switch just in general. Um, Tense is a puzzle and dice game is also coming to Switch. Mind Seas is coming to Switch in September 2020. Um, So that actually, was that out already? Uh, We got like one day left, if it's not. Um, I think Is it out? Okay. Uh, Cake Bash uh, was also announced for Switch. Potion Permit uh, coming to Switch. Kataria, I'm guessing. I don't know. Kataria Fables. Uh, It was revealed for Switch. Uh, All Was Legacy is coming, or actually came out today um, on September 29th. Uh, Victory Heat Rally will come to Switch if the Kickstarter is a success. And uh, Retro Title Cathedral was also announced for Switch. And then uh, Declines Drop Space Grunts 1974, um, Feline Revolution, Heroes of Loot 1 and 2, Memoranda, Sunshine Manor, Death Ray Manta, Maya Unhappily Ever After, Stardash, Astro... Uh, Aqua Kitty, nin, 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 Ninja, I have no idea how to pronounce that. Um, nin, ning, ninga? I don't know. The <laughs> Diplomat Warrior. Uh, n- <laughs> Nairi, uh, Rising Tide, Astral, Equilibrium, res, res, Residual, um, Home, Poker Club, Double Pug Switch, Clive and Wrench, Chama, and Bazir are all confirmed for Switch. And also, Petadachi uh, was announced for uh, for Switch by uh, our and coming out in twenty twenty one as well. So a lot of games that were were highlighted uh, by the Nintendo Life Indie Spotlight. So uh, great job, Nintendo Life, for doing you know just continuing to do a great job in all the Nintendo coverage and getting a a cool event like this. Um, I actually, I'm, I'll admit, I, I wasn't able to uh, to watch it yet, and kind of forgot about it and the in the whole slew of information and news that we had over the last couple of weeks. Um, so, uh, yeah, what do you guys what do you guys think about uh, this? Were you able to watch it? What do you think about the indie spotlight? Um, let's go to to you first, Barry. Uh,
1: yeah, so I got to watch it, and it was really it was really interesting to see it done very much in Nintendo Direct style. And it was just game after game after game after game. Like, they talked about it a little bit, but they they really brought a lot to the table. Like, I was expecting maybe some stuff we've seen already and a few new stuff. Uh, I didn't expect the amount of games that were just listed off. I was like, holy crap, this is a lot of games. Uh, Definitely not what I was expecting. And some of these are cool to see because they were already out on other platforms, uh, like Home and Aqua Kitty, uh, which I actually have physicals of, so I was like, oh, I instantly recognize, that's really cool. Um, the last game, their one more thing, which they actually t- made fun of, like, oh, you know how this goes, this is always a one more thing. Uh, Petidachi, uh, a toy is the company that did, like, Mutant Muds, and...
2: Uh, right, because they, they
0: they split, and they changed the names, or something like that, is that right?
1: I don't I know. Yeah, it was Renegade Kid,
2: and then they split to uh, atui and whatever the other one was
1: yeah so this is this is from them um so pedagogy is like a a tamagotchi style game but it's more like like in 3d and you get to like play with your pet and it still has like the old screen with like feed and a little cheeseburger goes out and all that (laughs) stuff i i thought that was really cute um i I don't know how it's going to totally play but it's just one of those like that's really neat uh, Sunshine Manor looked really cool. It's like a, like a haunted mansion kind of thing, or, or like a almost like a like an old school Friday the Thirteenth NES style. Uh, a couple of Victory Heat Rally. Um, I hope that kick- Kickstarter is a success. Uh, just just a lot of these titles. Um, they they have a lot of promise there. I don't know how they're going to play, but there's a lot of promise, and it really shows that in this year with the pandemic and. You know, Nintendo not having the ideal year. Um, the Indies are really stepping up, and there's a lot of games here um, to fill the void.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Huston, uh, what do you think about this? Uh, did you get Did you get a chance to see it first, and and you know what's your thoughts?
3: No, yeah, I actually didn't know uh, that this was a a thing. So that's just looking at this list, I'm kind of like impressed, just like all the, the games in here that were included. So I definitely got to go check this out. So yeah. Kind of cool, cool if they did
0: this. Cool. Uh, immediately I thought of you, Greg, when I when I saw Cathedral. because uh, it's Metroidvania. Um, but uh, yeah, did you get a chance to see this? Anything? Anything stand out at all?
2: I didn't get to watch it in its entirety. I did had like I started it around the time, and then I think like I must have closed the browser at some point and totally forgot that this <laughs> had existed. So it's like I've watched some of it, but I didn't get to see the entire thing of it. But as what you guys were saying, it's incredible that those, they had so many games covered there. So, And it's if you're listening, I think Nintendo Fuse will be willing to help you out. And we'd love to create our own uh, Nintendo Direct-esque uh, video for you guys. So. <laughs>
0: um, Greg, thanks for volunteering me since uh, you do so much video editing uh, that will fall on me. And I don't know if I want that kind of pressure on myself. But yeah, <laughs> sure, bring it on. Uh, <laughs> Just think of the people we could get to, like, hit our 2nd <laughs> That'd be so crazy. Like to, to think at that point, like that's, I mean, seriously, good job, Nintendo Life. It's, it's so cool because they, they really started out just, just like us, some independent guys that just love Nintendo and and it's just blown up into something really awesome. So great job for sure. Uh, Speaking of Nintendo Life, uh, they've got some coverage on the Tokyo Game Show, uh, which has also happened over the last couple weeks. Seriously, I mean, come on. No game news for like five months, and all of a sudden they decided to pile it on all at the same time. Uh, So, yeah, uh, Tokyo Game Show, uh, Nintendo Life, thanks to you guys for kind of compiling all the Switch highlights. And there were a lot. Uh, the big one was uh, Hyrule Warriors: Age of Calamity uh, coming out on November 20th. Um, we've talked about this, I think, on our last uh, podcast as well. But uh, just some really cool stuff. Young Impo was revealed as a as a playable character, um, and then the, they had they showed some more uh, trailers and game footage um, and. Also, uh, Breath of the Wild players are going to receive a, a bonus of a, a training sword in higher Warriors. So just some really cool stuff going on there. Uh, Monster Hunter Rise uh, was shown off uh, more as well. Um, a lot of gameplay and, and just got to see even more about that game. And uh, I think they, they showed off the amiibo as well. Um, the designs for the amiibo Puyo Puyo, Puyo Tetris 2 was shown off. Again, uh, it arrives this December. Gal Run uh, Returns is coming. 22 Gal, 20- Gal Run, isn't that what Gal I said? Gun. Gal Gun, ah, I said Gal Run, didn't I? You did. <laughs> That's an entirely different game that uh, I'm uh, developing on my own. No, uh, I don't know what I'm talking about. Gal Gun uh, is coming out. Gal G- Gal Run is the next game um, in the series. <laughs> Anyway, that's coming out next year. Uh Death Smiles 1 and 2 uh coming out in 2021 in Japan. Um, I, I'm guessing we don't have a, a a release uh worldwide yet, or if it's going to be worldwide. Um Destiny uh Dynasty Warriors, not Destiny, that's an entirely different game too. Uh <laughs> Dynasty Warriors 9 Empires is coming early 2021. Uh Alesta Collection. I don't even know if I'm mis- if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Uh was announced, and we're not really sure when it's coming out, but it is eventually. Uh all these games are so difficult to pronounce. Come on. Etelire, et- 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 8 Flyer, Riza, Riza, right, I don't know, to The Lost Amen. Legends and Secret Fairy comes out in winter 2020. Uh Jump Force uh is coming out with some DLC in 2021. Um ReZero, starting a life in another world. The Prophecy of the Throne is competing uh, for the longest title and coming out in 2021. Uh, Shiren, the Wanderer, the Tower of Fortune and the Dice of Fate is also competing for the longest title coming out uh, December 2nd. Uh, Megaton Masushi Masashi sorry, uh, was announced uh, at TGS um and and we have a lot of trailers you guys can go to nintendo life uh if you want to and see all those different trailers they've compiled them all if you're watching you're seeing them scroll on your screen uh yokai watch jam yokai academy the uh dlc our y dlc is uh coming out uh september 30th so that's tomorrow in japan uh the collection of the saga games uh final fantasy legend uh coming out on december 15th so we get to see a little bit more of that Kingdom Hearts Melody of Memory, uh, a demo was announced uh, that's going to come out in mid October, and R-Type Final Two is coming out in spring 2021. Disgaea Six uh, Defiance of Destiny was shown off again. That's coming out in 2021 uh, as well in the summer, and I believe that's uh, that's all the announcements from from uh, TGS this year. Um, again, so much, so much that I probably that's mispronounced. All? Um, but yeah, that, that's all. That's, that's all, you know, that's all we had. Um, <laughs> Hassan, uh, yeah. What, what do you think about all these games? Anything really stand out uh, that we haven't talked about yet?
3: Um, gosh, I, I think the only <laughs> thing that I personally got a chance to, to look at was the the new trailer for the Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. Um, and, uh, yeah, definitely looking forward to that game. I didn't get a chance to watch any of those in gameplay. So, um, I have that on my, my watch later playlist on youtube so i'll get to that soon but uh um definitely very excited for for that looks looks pretty good um the rest of it yeah i just didn't get a chance to really look at too much
0: yeah yeah for sure um yeah greg you you excited about gal run or any other games (laughs) um
2: (laughs) i completely missed the tokyo (laughs) game show obviously with a, a slew of everything going on so i haven't even watched the Age of Calamity video, but I think I might be starting to into that phase where I just don't really want to find out anything more about it because it's already pre-ordered, and I just I just want to be surprised on what she looks like. I mean, obviously, I know she's in the game based on the headline, and I saw that headline prior to the podcast, but mm-hmm. I think I might just want to be hit that uh, remain surprised thing because I absolutely love Breath of the Wild and don't really want to be spoiled on too much of it as much as I can yeah. avoid
0: Makes sense. Very. Uh, there, there's a lot. I mean, as I as I look through this list and again and everything, it's like it's very very Japan, um, which makes sense. It is Tokyo Game Show after all. Um, I know you're a big fan of uh, the Japanese games. Uh, which Which of these stood out the most to you?
1: Uh, well, I didn't also get to really pay attention to much of Tokyo Game Show. I did uh, watch a little bit of the uh, Capcom presentation. I uh, didn't see any new footage outside of the, the screenshot of Young Impa for Hyrule Warriors uh, simply because I don't need it anymore. I'm already super hyped for that game. I don't really need to see anymore for it. I did watch the new trailer, but that was it. Um, Monster Hunter Rise again, I talked about. Really excited for it. Uh, Puyo Puyo Tetris 2. Um, I didn't get a chance to play the first one, but I love both those games, so no reason why this one won't be good. Gal Gun Returns is awesome to see um, simply because it is a... A very interesting shooter and would never normally be on a Nintendo system, but we got the second one and now we're getting the third one. Uh, it's like a shooter where you protect, you know, half-naked women from aliens and stuff trying to attack them. And, you, sh- yeah, it's, it's it's definitely not the kind of thing you think of Nintendo, but it's great to see. Uh, I'm really hoping Death Miles 1 and 2 come here. Um, great shmup series. We only got the original on the Xbox physically here. So it would be great to see them um, both come out. Uh, I have to imagine Dynasty Warriors 9 is part of the working relationship uh, that's making Hyrule Warriors. So uh, I'm happy to see that. I've never played the the Dynasty Warriors or the the Empire subset of it, but I'm excited to see it um, for sure. Um, Last Collection, that one I have no opinion on. Um, Alia Reza 2, I'm excited for. Another series that I'd love to get into, uh, big RPG series. Um, those games do not get big print runs. In fact, Riza one just got like a reprint and people were snatching it up. Like it was going for like 200 plus hours. Um, so it's ha- great to see you know, more footage from this series. It's a long series started on the PS2. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's great to see the series continue. I I have not played Jump Force yet, but more DLC is good, but I kind of want a new game because I've heard not the best stuff. Uh, ReZero is a game that everything I've seen from it looks good. I want to play it. I'm excited to play it. I then found out, and it's a little disappointing. um, One of the voice actresses confirmed that it will be in English, but the English dub is a Free download. It will not be on the card, and that's like oh, like the subtitles are there on the card, but they're they're doing the entire thing English dub, but it won't be on the card. Hmm. To me, that's just like when the servers go down, that's that whole translation's lost. Um, so that kind of bothers me. Uh, Sheer in the Wander is part of the Mystery Dungeon series, like Pokemon Mystery Dungeon. If you like that, uh, you'll probably like this. I have played um two of them. I played the Wii version and I played the Vita version. I did not actually like them, so I will I'll be getting it because I have to get it, but I will not be really playing it. Uh, Megaton Musashi never heard of that one either, so that one didn't catch me. Weird to see another Yokai watch game. Where's Yokai Watch 4? Um, that came out in Japan. We still don't have it over here. What the heck? Uh, okay, I, I think Nintendo seems to not really care about the series anymore. <laughs> Uh, collection of saga, fantastic. Absolutely want it physical, make it physical. Same with Kingdom Hearts. Thankfully that is physical. Uh, I love rhythm games, uh, especially the Square Enix one. So that one is one I'm playing. And uh R-type, final two, another great shmup. And finally disguise six I already talked about. So yeah, it was this is a fantastic lineup. I mean, mm-hmm. hell in, in two weeks, if this is all we had, that would be considered a good week. But it's insane on top of <laughs> all that other stuff. This is crazy how many – things? and this is on a pandemic year – and there's so many games coming to the switch but what you're not seeing in this picture is all the games that are not coming to the switch mm-hmm. and more powerful hardware means more of the, those games could come over as well right right there's a ton of games that uh,
0: yeah we announced at TGS, to just not on switch uh for sure um just uh quickly i'll say that um highway warriors as, as well like um already already sold on that game uh really cool to see r type final two um, I, I haven't played like all of the R-type games, but I really enjoy shmups. And I played, I played the crap out of Super R-Type um, back on my Super Nintendo. Like played it so, so much. Um, probably one of the games on my my SNES that got played the most <laughs> was was R-Type. Uh, just was so cool to have that style of a game in in my house. Because um, you know, I used to you know go to the you know arcades and you know drop quarter after quarter playing that type of game, and it was just so cool to have a really good one uh, at home. And so um, yeah, I might look into to our type Final Two uh, just because I haven't I haven't played uh, any of the new ones um, recently. You- do you know uh, R-Type Dimensions X is on the Switch already? I do. And and it's it's been tempting. But then I saw this one, and I was like, well, I'll just jump past that one and get the new one. Uh, <laughs> why, why, why just, you know, I'll just skip over it and, and get the brand new one. So, um, but uh, yeah, collection of saga we already talked about it before. Um, so cool that that one's coming. I probably won't get it because I have a couple of those games on the original console, and I think I would just rather play them on Game Boy. Um, but uh, still, so cool that that's that's coming for sure. Um, all right, let's uh, let's move on because uh, there's still a lot to talk about. Uh, let's let's kind of switch gears a little bit um, because uh, Animal Crossing is getting an update. Animal Crossing New Horizons. Uh, we we found out on September 25th that uh, yeah it's getting a new update uh, with the like their fall update um, and also they announced that a the special edition switch is coming back we alluded to that earlier I've I've seen that in Best Buy recently and also the Amiibo cards are coming. Back as well. So if you kind of missed out on them uh, before you're gonna be able to get them uh, But in this new update for uh, For Animal Crossing, which is dropping tomorrow. That's September 30th. It's, uh, we're actually it's actually out. out now. Is it already it's out? Now. They it's dropped out it early. Oh, awesome. So Maybe it was September yeah. 30th in Japan uh, is, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so cool. So it's already available. We get uh, you can grow pumpkins which is kind of crazy, and you can use those pumpkins to uh, create DIY projects and everything. Uh, They're also going to have Halloween-themed festivals, uh, or sorry, festivities uh, and decorations, and you can have uh, costumes and kind of change your skin color and different things like that. Um, Halloween night celebrations as well. So when October thirty first comes around after five p.m., uh, all your neighbors will gather in the plaza and be uh, adorned in their their decorations and their costumes and all that stuff. Um, and then and you can kind of give each other candy that night. Um, and then uh, you can also uh, kind of unrelated to to this two other updates that are that are that came as well. Um, you can now revisit dreams. So if you Uh, really enjoyed a certain dream, you can actually make it to your list and and revisit that dream. And also there's a Nook link app update um, so that you can actually uh, select your reactions from your mobile phone. Um, So I know that kind of seems weird um, for some of you, like why, why would that even happen? There are many times that I've actually thought, especially now that they took the the camera function, um, you'd be able to remove the HUD. I was like, I've, if we could, we could do a podcast on Animal Crossing. But every time I want to show a reaction, it shows the little on-screen thing, and I have to choose it and everything. Now we don't have to do it. I can just have, keep it open and hit the little button on my phone, and all of a, all of a sudden I do a reaction. So. That's, it's a weird update, but it's so cool that it's coming. Um, but, uh, Greg, what do you think about, uh, these updates coming to Animal Crossing?
2: Oh, uh, we were definitely excited. We watched like the video a number of times, like on the release day and been counting down like the number of sleeps until it launched. So I'm sure they don't know that it's out right now because my wife and daughter are priority in bed now. <laughs> so I'll be downloading it probably shortly after the podcast tonight. Um, We've just been really excited to have more content. I was kind of looking forward to October just to see what was new, and then I was kind of disappointed to see there's no new bugs and fish and stuff coming to mm-hmm. the Northern Hemisphere in October, so it's just like, oh, it's almost kind of like a little lull that you don't get to do anything, but that, no, now there's an update and enjoy new things, and now we can plant pumpkins, so it's everything's just going to be kind of like, oh, oh God, i got to play it every <laughs> more every day now, so hopefully that Kind of revitalizes it a little bit for time being, and hopefully doesn't get too overplayed like the bunny event and stuff that, that started off with. So, <laughs> well, there's
1: two new sea creatures to get.
2: Yeah, I didn't look at that list. I imagined it was probably small as well, but it, it's nice to know. Yeah,
0: yeah, Huston, is this going to be? Uh, is this enough to get you back in Animal Crossing? <laughs>
3: um, I, I think there's already been enough to get me back okay. in. It's just. <laughs> a matter of like Fortnite has all these weekly things that you just have to do. And I'm like, I, do I do this or this, but no, it's great to see even more content being added. I, I, the Nook link app, like that's, it's one of the few things that the Nintendo switch online app is actually good for, you know, like surprisingly it works really well. So I'm glad that they're adding more to it. Um, I wish they would have even more quality of life type things, but granted, look, we're in a pandemic. Like I get it. At least we got something. Um, and this stuff does look, look good. So Definitely looking forward to it. I'm glad that they are re-releasing the Amiibo cards. Uh, I'm surprised it took them this long, but <laughs> but hey, you know, at least they're re-releasing them, so I might have to try and continue to get more. I'll see. Um, I am a little surprised that they are re-releasing the Animal Crossing Special Edition Switch just because they usually don't re-release the Special Editions, but I guess maybe the Pandemic or something, they just didn't have another Special Edition bundle for this holiday, so they're like, well, let's just, you know make some more money off the animal crossing one. So I think that that makes sense. Um, Maybe
0: that's the only switch they have right now.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's true. That too. Um, so the, uh, cause usually during the holidays, there's always like a new bundle design. So I was like anticipating some new joy cons I'd have to collect or something. But, uh, although there are these Fortnite, the Fortnite ones, ones, ones yeah. <laughs> a, Europe, it's a European only one so far. So I might have to figure out how to import that or I'll, I'll, I'll see. But, uh, um, but yeah, I'm glad they're, they're releasing more stock of it. Those colors are great uh, as well uh, for those Joy-Cons, and that's a great system. Um, yeah, cool stuff. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, I, funny you mentioned the, the cards. I'm glad they're coming back too because uh, I got to the point where I was like, oh, cool, I can scan my Animal Crossing amiibo, and then I realized I don't have any Animal Crossing amiibo, nor the cards. I was like, well, guess I'm not going to get to experience that part of the game. <laughs> so uh, I'm glad to, glad to see them coming back as well.
2: Um, yeah, I did try to scan yeah. in Isabel, but then she doesn't do anything, so that was very disappointing. <laughs> she's already in the game. Yeah. Well, yeah. she just sits behind a desk and you like, barely even know she's in the game.
3: <laughs> you can get her photo now, I think. Like, yeah. if you scan Isabel, you can you can get her photo. You can order that to have like sitting in your house <laughs> if you want. Nice.
0: She came out during fireworks. That's true. She even talked about how she got to come outside again. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Uh, Barry, what do you think about this uh, this fall update?
1: Uh, yeah, it was a lot of stuff. It's definitely going to pull a little bit of my attention away from 13 Sentinels. Um, it's not going to have me playing you know, consistently all day, but I will be probably doing a little bit you know, every day to uh, to work on it. But it's just one of those things where, where my – it depends how active the growing part is, I like to grow the, the jack-o'-lanterns, because my island, I'm, I'm pretty happy with where it is. So there's not much for me to do right now. So it's like, I mean, if it's just like five to 10 minutes a day, I'll definitely do it. Um, but if it's like, oh, we're going to need you to do like, you know, five hours a day, i would be like, uh, <laughs> I don't know if I can commit that right now. I'm already in another game, um, but we'll see. I'm, I'm definitely excited for it. I'm happy that the cards are coming back. I know some people aren't because they're like, I could retire on my set of cards and, <laughs> and, and I, I have the sets. Uh, you know what, I don't have them for monetary, I have them as an amiibo collector. I'm happy they're coming back. I'm glad that people get to experience them. I do find it funny that those cards were like, GameStop couldn't give them away, and now they are they were worth gold, and now they're coming back and people are happy. So I do hope people get to get their villages they want and get a better experience from the game. I think that's great, and uh, I do encourage that. And I'm, I'm, happy, I'm happy to see the systems back in stock too. I know they were going for stupid amount of money. I do feel bad for the people that spent hundreds of dollars for thousands of dollars on the cards and and the systems. Um, But this is Nintendo. You you can't count anything as a, you know, a a permanently gone thing. They can, they can pull anything out whenever they want.
3: And they announced a a few months ago that they were re-releasing the cards in Japan. So I kind of Mm -hmm. figured at some point it would happen here too. So this was in the, but it's not
1: the welcome amiibo cards. It's just the four sets that came with happy home designer. The welcome amiibo yeah. cards are not coming back. At least not yet. Huh.
2: Yeah, I mean they got us like hook, line, and sinker with it. So I mean we were at the point where we almost wanted to order those custom cards just because like we wanted like to see if we wanted certain villagers. So <laughs> it was like <laughs> <laughs> nice. the people that made those like hack ones. But yeah, the official, official ones are coming back, and we'll probably buy like, a couple packs and see who we get. So
1: cool. yeah, what were you going say, Barry. I was going to say that what one thing that I did when those sets came out and what helped me to get like when I went for the sets is I think I bought 20, 20, packs per series. Cause it's four series. Um, and I opened them all up and whatever I had, I had, and whatever I didn't, I made a list of what I still needed and what I had duplicate. And I went on like Facebook groups as animal crossing, trading Facebook groups. And I recommend those. And I usually just traded one for one or, or two for one, depending on the cards. And it, you, you just put it in an envelope with a stamp. It's super easy. Just, you know, put put like uh, one of these suckers on here, um, you know, those hard plastic to protect the card. It's super easy to do. And, and trading was fun. I met a lot of cool people who I still talk with today trading Animal Crossing cards. So cool. that's what I recommend. So even if you don't get the card you want in your pack, uh, check out Facebook groups and uh, maybe you can trade it for the card you want.
2: Cool. Cool. How much were those packs?
1: Um, I think they were they are, six dollars for three cards yeah, or something I,
3: like that. I think
2: that's what it, it said
0: in yep, the uh,
1: 5, uh 9, the 9 thing is per pack. Like, 5, 5, 9. is yep. it three cards per or is it five is it six cards per? Uh, it's six cards per, right? Yeah. I think it's I think six. So. Yeah, yeah, it's six yeah. cards per. So it's a dollar a card.
0: Nice. Yeah, A lot uh, cheaper than so an actual amiibo. Yeah, it's
1: not it's not <laughs> that bad. Um again, especially like as when you trade. Um and mo- Back then, people were selling them for a dollar to two dollars a card. Like people weren't making bank on it, so that's why I said trading was easy. And especially using that trick, you can send them for for a postage stamp.
0: Yeah. So. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Know what I'm doing later tonight? Uh, playing some Animal Crossing. Uh, <laughs> uh, so let's uh, move on because we also had another story that just dropped this morning. Uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield had a uh, an announcement video, and they announced that. Uh, The Crown Tundra DLC is going to be, uh, Expansion Pack DLC is going to be available on October 22nd. And uh, told about several different other announcements, including that the uh, Pokemon Go is getting the Pokemon Home integration by the end of this year. Um, But uh, yeah, kind of talking about the the Crown Tundra stuff and everything, there's uh, newly discovered Pokemon, including a uh, Galarian Slowking and a Gigantamax uh, Melmetal. Um, and then there's a uh, Dynamax Adventures as well, where uh, players will team up with three other trainers to explore uh, a den where uh, Dynamax Pokemon are said to lurk. And so that's that's going to be kind of cool. Just another another adventure that you're going to be able to, uh, to ex- experience. Um, cool thing is with other players. Uh, Legendary Pokemon uh, are going to be coming as well. And um, there's gonna be a special event with Pikachu uh, to uh, just kind of celebrate the launch of the Crown Tundra. And that's gonna be an in-game events where there's be eight different Pikachus available um, for for you to uh, kind of cash in. You basically get these codes. So it's beginning on September 29th, so that's today. And up through October 30th, um, you can find these special codes or passwords um, and you can actually put them in. So make sure you're following the Plague Pokemon Twitter feed and the Pokemon uh, Trainer Club emails. Um, and then there's actually one that went live today, um, and that's that was released in the video, but also on Pokemon's website. And uh, you can get the original Cap uh, uh, Pikachu, um, and uh, that that code is the p one it's it's basically Pikachu Git, but the I in Pikachu is a one instead of an I, and then um, the Pikachu Partner Cap is also available now, and that's uh, an a one choose you instead of I choose you it's one choose you um but both of those are available on pokemon.com so you can easily find those codes uh uh, for you guys to uh to get those uh different kind of pikachu in the in the game and like I said earlier um yeah connectivity between pokemon go and pokemon home is coming at the end of this year and uh just uh just a reminder that is only to home and not from home into Go, so you can move your your Pokemon from Go into home and then into Sword and Shield, but you cannot go the opposite way and move them from home into your Pokemon Go uh, game. So it's only only one way for that. Um, but uh, yeah, lots uh, of cool announcements for Pokemon Sword and Shield and also Pokemon Go. I still have a ton of the original game, so I'm not jumping on the expansion passes yet. Um, but uh, Hassan, what do, you, what do you think about uh, the Crown Tundra and, and all these other announcements?
3: Um, it looked interesting. I, I did buy the expansion pass um, initially. I honestly actually have not played the first part of the expansion pass yet. Um, although really this Part of it, I think, has the more interesting stuff for me with the uh, uh, the Galarian versions of the the Moltres, Articuno, Zapdos, the two new Reggie uh, Legendary Pokemon. So I think there's there's some other interesting things in, in this piece. So I, I need to get back into the, the Pokemon game. I'm also really excited about finally being able to transfer Pokemon from Pokemon Go into Home, and then ultimately into Sword and Shield. However, I did see something floating around Twitter and I don't know if it's people found stuff from the game code or it was a rumor or something that potentially it might require you to use your coins in Pokemon Go to be able to transfer Pokemon. Now, coins, you get a limited amount unless you spend money. And I will be very, very angry if you have to spend money to send Pokemon into pokemon home
0: which you have to pay already for it already for Pokemon
3: yeah. home subscriptions yeah. and all this other stuff mm. so um i'm hoping that's not actually a thing unless it's like like an initial maybe there's a one-time initial thing which would still suck but that's you know i don't know it's just so we'll, we'll see I'm, I'm i'm a little skeptical of, of how all that's going to play out but but uh, um but i but i'd love to transfer a bunch of stuff into uh home and into sword and shield from there so yeah uh, definitely looking forward to getting back in the pokemon for sure
0: cool
1: barry what do you think um i did not get the dlc pass uh i'm not planning on getting the dlc pass not saying that it doesn't look enticing because it does it's just there's too many other things i want to play and i've that ship has sailed for me for pokemon <laughs> i enjoyed it i beat it i've moved on uh i'm happy about the home integration with pokemon go to home and that is probably something i will utilize because i'm not home but i will probably get home when the next generation's announced and will be like oh yeah because i don't play pokemon go anymore but i still have my account and i'll transfer some stuff over for sure um for me the biggest takeaway was the fact that they're re-releasing the physical with the expansion mm-hmm. pass now Is it going to be Nintendo lazy, where it's the exact same card and it just has the code inside, or is it going to be an actual reprint of the game with? Yeah, is it the DLC is
3: on the card because
1: there's no there's no label (coughs) or anything on it about like there's there's nothing about any download codes.
3: It's all um, I think they've they've confirmed it's all on the card.
1: See, that excites me so much because there's been updates to the base game anyway, and there that is the complete game. So. Down the road, servers shut down. That is the complete Pokemon Sword and Shield experience. I'm happy they're doing that. I wish, and I'm hoping they've, they've saved this maybe for the Nintendo Selects, but they do that with all their other games, like Breath of the Wild with the expansion pass all on a card, Mario Odyssey with the updates on the card, Pokken Tournament with the DLC on the card, Splatoon 2, same thing, Xenoblade 2, same thing. Like All the games that have gotten DLC and significant add-ons, not just random updates, like have the complete package there. So you have that entire game offline. And I think that's super important. So I'm really happy they're doing this. And because they're doing this, I will be repurchasing both games um, to have the complete versions. Uh, And I definitely feel, I don't know how many they're going to print to this, but I definitely feel this is going to be the harder one to get down the road uh, because it's more desirable, hands down, because it's everything complete on the card. And that's what people want. Yeah, yeah. (laughs)
0: Yeah, it's cool you brought that up. I, I'd forgotten that they, they also announced that. So um, And yeah, great to to hear that it's confirmed that they're going to have all that. Because uh, yeah, I, I knew if that was going to be a uh, just a download code, uh,
1: you'd be so happy about that, Barry. Oh. <laughs> that's, that's what so many systems now are doing, like a PS4. It's like you get the Game of the Year edition, and for the most part, it's the game, the same disc Plus download. with the code. Street Fighter is even the worst. Street Fighter Five. there's three versions of that game out there and all the versions of the exact same 1.0 basic disc that didn't even have a story mode on it. <laughs> and, and it's like, really? Come on, Capcom. This is lazy even for you. Yeah. And, and I really hate that because it does count as another revision. They, so in order for them to print another disc or to print another card, they have to submit a new card to Nintendo um, to, to actually have that. But for preservation, it's 100% worth it to have the, the more complete copy or the most complete copy. On disc or card and sometimes you know you'll see those versions are significantly go up in value when the dlc is gone or the servers go down because yeah. that's the only way to play those games yep absolutely
0: well that wraps us up in the uh the news i think actually greg i didn't give you a chance to to, to talk about this uh did you <laughs> did you play pokemon yet i forget it's i know so this was your first list. one i
2: i have Sword, yeah. but i haven't even loaded it up yet so it's all sounds really cool but again i still haven't yet to have my pokemon experience
4: all right well
2: when you finally do you've got a lot of content now <laughs> it's
0: the same Definitely. for me when i finally get back to it um i just got lost in the wild area and you know just had fun there uh, <laughs> uh but uh yeah so that brings us to the end of all the news uh before we head into what's coming up over the next couple of weeks i uh, just want to remind you guys if you're still hanging in at this point uh thank you so much because this is a long one uh first of all thank you and secondly if you haven't done so hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you're watching or listening and uh, hit the like button if there is one like there is here on youtube uh share it with other people leave some comments uh leave some thoughts Find us on social media, go to our discord, join all that because we'd love to connect with you uh, more than you guys just listening to us. We love having that conversation with you. We love, that's why we love doing that in the chat room uh, during the live shows, but also we love doing that uh, in between shows and our discord and social media and everything. So be sure to do all those things. Uh, but, uh, yeah, let's look at, uh, what's coming up over the next couple weeks. Um, there are some, some different highlights, uh, as I scroll these along the screen. Um, you guys will see them, of of course, but there are some, some different highlights that, uh, that are coming out, um, you know, over the next couple days. Uh, one of them in particular, we, we talked about, on our last podcast and that's Super Mario Brothers 35 um which is which is coming out I believe on October 1st so just a couple days away as of uh, today of the recording um so that's that battle royale uh, Super Mario Brothers game um but uh yeah there's several several other games lots of indie games coming over the next couple weeks uh, a good Agatha Christie game coming out uh, Nickelodeon Kart Racers 2 um coming out as well uh uh, Charterstone um, the digital edition is coming out which looks like a great game as well Um, and then uh, I don't have the list in front of me uh, so I'm going to have to scroll up here to remind me what the other games that I was going to highlight oh of course Ben 10 uh, for those fans of that and Survivalist is coming out Um, Prini of course FIFA 21 the legacy edition um, that we're just going to uh, mention and then move on because I'm still bitter that we don't get the real game um, but, uh, yeah, there's, there's several, several games coming out over the, the next couple of weeks. Like I said, a lot of, a lot of indie games, um, but some, some other big ones as well. Uh, Barry, we're going to go to you first. What of of the ones that are coming out over the next couple of weeks? Um, but just all the other games that we've talked about, what are you looking forward to playing over the next couple of weeks?
1: Uh, well, I definitely plan on giving Mario 35 a try. I mean, it's, it's free. Why not? Um, I'm excited that the printing games are coming, mm. Printing 1 and 2. Um, they are really quirky games on the PSP, and they were only on the PSP, so they've never been off that system. So and one, in,
0: what, they're both they're available individually on, on eShop? individual. But then but they're the packaged deal. Both.
1: Okay. Yeah, so the physical is you're getting both on the same card. Um, and it's it's great to see some NIS love. Uh, and bringing some back because it's the unfortunate thing not everybody keeps their older systems and a lot of times those games that are locked onto older systems it's just harder or more uncomfortable to play especially as you get older you know maybe as younger you're easier able to do the handheld but as you get older you know the smaller screen of the PSP it just might not work for you anymore the it might be more cramped to play so this might be more comfortable um there's a lot of interesting like old older games coming out like like what I mean older like like older properties, like G.I. Joe is a game coming out now this week. Goosebumps has a game coming out this week for the Switch. You know, it's just interesting to see these these things come back. And it's like, you know, Nickelodeon Car Racers 2 has some, like, the Turtles and stuff. Uh, I like it. I like seeing old as new and, and seeing that come back. Uh, it's a better roster versus what, you know, was previously, you know, previous weeks we've had. Obviously, the FIFA's blah but <laughs> it is what it is right <laughs> at least it's ea of some kind uh but yeah it's yeah you know, there's just so many games and and that's just it there's not enough time so many games uh you know we, we've all stated how there's games that we've all want to play right now we just don't have the time and that's only factoring in switch the factoring other consoles obviously it's worse but yeah it's it's gonna be a good couple weeks and i have high hopes for some of those games zoids is another one uh, randomly, we're getting a Zoids game on the Switch. Like, you know, like it's a property we haven't heard from in years.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Greg, what are you, uh, what are you looking forward to to play in over the next couple of weeks?
2: Pretty much just Super Mario 35, and probably just continue hitting the my long list of games that I have going on already. I still need to get more time into Origami King. I've kind of paused that for like four weeks now, and. Kind of would like to see where that story goes there. Yeah. Plus, all the other stuff that's going on. I'm, you know, my daughter's way too into Mario Kart, so <laughs> hopefully, I can try to siphon off some time for something else. But
0: nice, nice. How about you, Eason?
3: Um, kind of similar to Greg, pretty much just trying out Mario 35, um, and then just catching up on stuff, playing more. Fortnite, hopefully getting back to animal crossing pokemon playing more mario 3d all-stars kind of the backlog really yeah
0: yeah yeah pretty much uh same thing for me too um continuing uh I, i'm loving the fact that rocket league is free to play now there's so many more players online it's ridiculous there's like over a million now or like three million or something like that with there day it was like this is crazy because I remember when it was like seventy thousand, which is a like, or in the hundred thousands, was a good day and everything. And now there's millions of players, which is nuts. Um, so that's been really cool, and just the extra challenges and stuff like that they added in. Um, but uh, yeah, I'll probably continue to live it with Fortnite, uh, especially since I um, purchased the uh, what's it called? I forget the the um, the.
3: There's the Save the World game you're talking about,
0: or the uh, just the regular uh shoot i forgot what they call it just like the five dollar thing that you buy each oh, round like or season starter set, starter set or, or the, season pass or battle pass? battle pass that's what it's called oh, yeah oh, okay yeah, yeah. so the like pass, every yeah. the, you know i purchase it i'm like oh i guess i better play it um and actually enjoy it so there's a lot more to to unlock and you know knock off there but uh thanks for the tip though by the way of playing uh, in the the other mode to be able to get a lot of the the challenges because that was incredibly helpful um, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, yeah, let
3: me know yeah. if you're playing because I've completed all the weekly challenges. Have I've been keeping really up to it. Nice. I'm like level 180 something. Because <laughs> you have to get to level 220 to like unlock all the variants of all the marble skins. So I, I want to get to that this season. So I'm, nice. I'm, I'm on track for that.
0: That's amazing. I'm like, uh, I think, 20-something. Uh, so way far under that. <laughs> um, but uh, hopefully I'm going to get I've been saying this the last couple episodes. I really want to get back to, uh, and actually start Evergate. Um, just other things keep uh, taking up some time, um, but I really do want to, to play Evergate eventually. Um, and uh, hopefully eventually Ori and the Will of the Wisps um, but I have a feeling that's probably going to be several weeks, if not months, away. Um, but uh, yeah, we're going to be back on October thirteenth with the next episode, two hundred eight. Um, but uh, until then, um, hopefully, you guys have some some good gaming plans of yourself. Uh, Jake Steer says he's going to be playing some Genshin uh, Impact again, so that's that's pretty exciting. Uh, Manic Mouth Gaming said so cheers, everyone. Thanks so much for joining us uh, for sure. Um, Hassan, what do you, what do you got going on? I know you get, you get your, uh, you got your own YouTube channel and everything that can, can, you're continuing on and everything. What's, uh, anything big coming up soon?
3: Um, I do have, uh, you all got the first look at that Lego Mario full set thing there, but i am doing a video to, to kind of show my walkthrough of the course and how I failed at trying to get all the way through <laughs> within the time limit. So, uh, working on, working on that, um, I'm just getting some other content, finishing up the backlog of videos there. Because um, actually, as of today, two exactly two months from today is our baby's due date. So we're kind oh, of wow. really just getting things finalized <laughs> and getting ready for for all that. So nice,
0: yeah. nice. nice. I was uh, I was wondering when that, when that's gonna be happening. I was like, it's gotta be soon. So that's cool. Yeah. Uh, Greg, anything uh, anything else that's coming up over the next couple of weeks? Any, exciting announcements you know and you got a baby due in a couple of weeks maybe two, a couple of months <laughs>
2: <laughs> now not one at least one ourselves um we just did get a new uh niece today so that was oh nice on yeah, that nice. On side so that's I, awesome but yeah my wife's brother and his uh, wife had their baby today so
0: cool cool congratulations that's awesome very, uh, how many, how many podcasts are you going to be on in the next couple of weeks? <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, well, I'm not just, just, um, the usual, you know, <laughs> just the playcast. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't have a baby story, but my, my, one of my older brothers just got a switch today for the first time and just got finally got to plug it in and play it. So it's been fun talking with him like, Oh my God, this is incredible and all that (laughs) stuff. So it's not a baby, but it's a switch. So, um, it's good. uh, (laughs) Still a bundle of joy. (laughs) Um, you have, uh, two industry talks that are filmed and, and, uh, hopefully up soon, but that's all in, in our wonderful Steve's hands, but (laughs) they're, they're filmed and done. So, (laughs) <laughs> Hopefully you'll get They'll to be see them soon. soon. They're yes. they're they're good ones too. They're really good ones. yeah
2: And sure. we're still looking for that video editor to help Steve out. So That's right. That's right.
0: Uh especially lately too much Barry keeps giving me content. He needs to slow down. Uh I, that's why I stop. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Things have been crazy around here. It's 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 uh yeah. I I do uh Soon, hopefully, can things can slow down again. But that quarantine time is supposed to slow everything down. And it's just all picked back up again. And, like, uh, yeah. I, I need to you know, go back into, not that I really want it to happen, but it was nice back in, you know, March and April when everything slowed to a halt. Um, be, be nice to have that again at some level.
1: <laughs> you might get your wish. Florida's now opened up, and the second wave talks about. Yeah it
0: might
1: happen and it will be your fault we could just blame you steve
0: (laughs) thanks thanks appreciate that yeah all my fault (laughs) oh man it's been awesome to to talk with games again with all of you guys tonight uh (laughs) long show so much to talk about and uh but uh but it's been cool uh, as always to to talk with about you guys or with you guys (laughs) about all that um and it's time to end this because uh you know the the Messing up of talking is is happening again, and it's time for me to sign off. Um, but thanks so much for for joining us, uh, Greg Barry Hussin. Great to have you back as well. For
1: sure.
2: Yeah, always a pleasure.
1: Absolutely. Thanks for
0: you know keeping this going. <laughs> for sure. All right. Well, have a good night, guys, and uh, happy gaming.